0: Did I tell you about the cinema experience I had?
1: Uh no, I don't think so.
0: Um, so we went to go, we went to the cinema because you know it was the first thing that kind of opened that we're like, but this yeah, is yeah, you can you controlled. can go do that now. That's yeah. The, yeah, this is controlled. It's spaced out. They're like they're doing, yeah, cinemas are fine. So we found that uh, they're doing. Cinema Eros was doing um, some like it hot a movie from sixties. Uh, Jack mm-hmm. Lyman, Marilyn Monroe, like one of our favorite movies. It's yep. <laughs> like. So, The guy behind us. Just. There are people who are not ready to be reestablished into society yet. Like, just. And, well, that was my initial thought anyway. Is like, this guy is just talking the whole time. Like, he didn't sound drunk. He just sounded like a prick. And he was just, like, talking and, like, making comments the whole time. Like, out loud. Like, I was. We were about two, three rows in front of him. It wasn't a hugely populated cinema. But it was, like, you know. It was just, like. Talking and and I, I went to the bathroom at one point and turned around to see what it was. And he was there with a woman, like it was just the two of them next to each other. I was like, That's really fucking weird. And he came back and he was just like, Oh, shouting and like had gone for his third beer or whatever it was at this point. And like two thirds into the movie, he goes out to get another beer or he's thing. No, in fact, he says out loud, I'm going for a smoke and leaves and does not come back. And I'm like, Oh, what okay. the fuck happened there? Um. And the woman, I heard, we heard the woman behind us, like, sigh of relief. And anyway, this all happens. We leave the cinema and I'm standing waiting for Fiona to come out of the bathroom. And it's a first date. Or, like, second date, maybe. And I'm like, oh. And the reason he didn't come back is because the ushers would let him back in. Because he was being a prick. So he, so she spent, and so... This is purely speculation, but like she had the she had like the kind of like 50s rockabilly look to her, like in sure, style. Yeah, yeah. So and he very, very much did not. So my guess was that they'd had this conversation and she was like, oh, they're showing this movie and it's like one of my favourite movies or something like that. We should go see it. And that he is just a complete arsehole yeah. this He's entire time. And yeah. uh, the last two third like last third of the movie she watched on her own in the cinema, and I felt so fucking bad for her. And yeah, it was like. I don't like think a, you should feel bad for her. It sounds like that guy's a prick, so it does, but like I felt bad for her. I the bullet, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like she like very much was like, I hope they're going their separate ways after this. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. oh, it sounds like a rough date. And I was just like, it was the moment where I left and I realised what was happening. Because something I overheard something. I was like, oh, this is like the worst day I've ever seen. Yeah. Including the ones I've been on, which have been pretty bad. Like, this is terrible. Holy shit! Just imagine being—imagine um, being enough light like, crack to miss a third of your day, like. It's the twenty seventh of July, twenty twenty one, and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name Gal, and we have the end to a heatwave on the horizon. We have video games also on the horizon,
1: maybe. Maybe, maybe.
0: I don't know. I'd run those real. Um, tell me you're Scottish without telling me you're Scottish moments where I looked at the weather app I have and I was like, "There's like a seventy five percent chance of rain next Thursday." This is exciting. Yeah.
1: Like, that's, yeah, that's. Well, I don't, know, I, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it's definitely for me. Where I think because we grew up in like a fucking like fishing village on the coast, effectively, <laughs> yeah. Um, like my body goes kind of crazy if I don't see water. Oh yeah, like uh-huh. I, I, I go a bit stir crazy without seeing water. So really long, pro- like prolonged periods of time where there's no water, even like rain, like rain works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go kind of stir crazy. So this has not been good. Like my when, mental state's fucking all over the place right now. We went um, to
0: we went down to uh a friend's leaving thing down at the the shore in Edinburgh, and as we were walking down there, I was like, the hell is that smell? Like something like something smells really weird. It was like, Oh yeah, that's the sea. That's what yeah, the yeah. sea smells like when it evaporates yep. in hot water. It's like, oh yeah, I haven't been down to the sea for a while. Okay. Um yeah, no, totally. Like, I mean I we just like rain, but
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of rain, but it does have like a direct impact on my like mental. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yes,
0: for sure. Um, the last time, I mean, this would have been a while ago now, but the last time I went back to visit our parents, um, obviously, like where our house is, like kind of suburban, like there's not a lot of noise really up there. Yeah. I had yeah. to put on a city noise thing to sleep because I was losing sure. my yeah. mind just the amount of silence. Yeah, just,
1: like, I always I always have oh, something on when I'm asleep anyway, so it just sort of yeah, like turns it out. but this like, was,
0: like, I needed, like, car noise or something to be able to... Yeah. It's, it's wild what living in a city for 15 years has done to me. Hmm. But, um... Yeah, speaking of, um... God, what was... It? I've completely lost my train of thought now. Never mind. Um... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, the weather stuff... Uh, it was Wednesday night, I think, um... I was still awake or I was getting ready to go to sleep and we had a power cut like mm. complete like four like like I think it was an hour no it was like half an hour or something that was out because um, it was one of the it was like Wednesday was like super hot up here so I imagine something well, because blue. of the heat like maybe I don't know like we'll never know but like I assume sure. it was a pretty warm it was a really hot day so I assume something blew somewhere it so, like midnight sometime um, and I realised two th- well three things one my initial thought was my friend had managed to snag himself a 38Ti Am I I'm oh, not nice. joking? My first thought was like, "Oh, he's plugged his card in," <laughs> it just blew the power to a large chunk it of Edinburgh. Up, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the second thought was like, it is weird how dark this place is when all of the power's out. Like when there's no there's no street lights, there's sure. no yeah. like house lights, nothing. So I just went into yeah, our c- living-
1: Cities aren't designed to be natural light. And a it lot was of the time. weird. It, yeah. it was
0: really bizarre. Like I went to our living room window and with my phone light on. I just looked across the street and, like, there's a seven or eight other people with phone lights going, what the fuck's happened? Like, just not built for, yeah. for that many that yeah, yeah, not at all. And then... Especially um,
1: Edinburgh. Like, Edinburgh can get quite compact. Like, yeah, yeah. So there's just, like, not a lot of light movement around. It's- yeah.
0: I mean, luckily, we've got some space up where we are, but it was, like, even... So, like, the construction that's happening behind us, like, they've always got, like, construction floodlights on. Like, it doesn't affect us that much because, like, it's the same as the other lights. But with all of that off, it was, like... Our bedroom just like immediate pitch black. Like, as soon as it happens, sure. it's like t- everything shut off. Uh, and then the third thing I realized was when the power snapped back on, the noise that my flat makes when power comes back is insane. Like, well, like, just everything starting up all. Yes, yeah, like, like five things beep like immediately as they suddenly get power back. Two hard drives spin up somewhere. I'm not entirely sure somewhere. you don't and even know where they are. There's like two separate banks of hard drives on the other sides of the house. I'm like, something spun up somewhere. Um, the NAS that I've got now complains when you boot it up, if there's been a power cut, like it will beep for a while. Um, and then there's this little like low level hum that starts. And I'm like, Oh, you just don't notice this until it's all fucking off. It was really, it was a really strange noise, but I just laughed for a while. As everything just suddenly sprung back into life, it, yeah. was, it was very strange.
1: It's the it's the the modern the modern world of like trying to be at least tech savvy is that you yeah. have hard drives basically everywhere. So it now may not all be plugged in at all times, but yeah.
0: But now you end up now you end up on websites going. Oh, should I get a UPS because my server complained really hard when the power just died? Should You're just... gonna get a UPS for your server? Well, because like, like if it's a NAS, which this entire thing is like data protection like if you get a nas uh, if you get a ups even that just has like a half hour battery on it that like you can go oh there's been a power cut and like manually shut it down properly so you don't lose anything because it complained real hard when i booted it back up it was like do not fucking do this again you piece of shit i was scared i was nervous that's it's fine your server calm down it's all right um you're not getting that important on you anyway I like,
1: I like the idea that your your nas has already become sentient and is panicking on a monitor it- somewhere that's
0: it has the most aggressive, it has the most aggressive I'm okay beep. Like, it sounds like, so when you boot this thing up for the first time, so when I boot it up for the first time, um, with a single hard drive in it, the standard I have successfully boot up noise is the same as your computer has gone horribly, horribly wrong noise. Like, you know, like when your when your PC boots up and like it can't find a OS to boot, it's just like this aggressive, like PC speaker beep happens. It's like that noise, and I was like, "Well, this is fucked. I've just spent a bunch of money on this thing. It's totally boned somehow." Mm. Um, no, that's just it saying, "I'm fine." <laughs> when it puts up. so we
1: have. So th- this is the other thing. If you get a UPS, because we have a bunch of UPSs in work, because mm. like all of our stuff is connected. Um, mm. If the UPS has a fault or goes mm-hmm. wrong, that's the most aggressive beep you'll ever oh, hear. Oh, really? Like, we we have. There's a UPS pair machine that we have and we have like loads of machines Mm -hmm. and you can hear the beep from the ups if something goes wrong from the office while it's in the lab which is like multiple rooms away oh wow it is it is aggressive because that thing does not fuck around and is like i'm broken so if you have a power cut you're fucked right now like it is
0: i mean i remember i remember my wife telling me about what happens in their lab when the freezers die and like how layered that warning system is of like four different people get texts. There's an automated phone call that happens to someone who needs to yeah. respond and like. So all yeah, of that we,
1: that's a that's a different system. Where, yeah, totally. Um, but it's, but you the, you want to warn? We have a yeah yeah. So we have a we have a like 24 hour temperature monitoring system for like all of our fridges, all of our freezers, right? Environments in the lab, everything that have set specs, and if any of them go out. And if they're out for more than forty-five minutes, an alarm goes off. Sure. And we have to go and address it. And if we're not there, there are people on call that have to go and address it. Yep. And then it just like escalates where it's like if it goes out once, you can address it. If it goes out three times, it needs to get escalated higher. And yep. if it stays out, you need to like actively try and deal with it. Yeah. Um Yeah, it is a the constant sword above your head is that fucking yeah. alarm going off at any point, because it is just like everybody has to fucking stop and be like, fuck, we need to deal with this now. <laughs> um Uh, yeah
0: the the problem with when you start looking at some of this stuff i I knew this was gonna happen like as soon as i got that nas for just purely for backup reasons i was like this is a slippery slope because there's now a server in my house And i was like this like you can do a lot of things with that that require extra maintenance and you're like i don't want to go down this i just want a bunch of hard drives that will back shit up automatically that's all i want it's all i want and it's like well okay maybe we do need a ups just in case And you start looking at UPSs, and you're like Oh, interesting. Like this UPS has a, a network connection. What does that do? Oh, weird. The UPS can send out a network signal when it triggers to trigger a bunch of your servers to automatically shut themselves down. So that if you're not there when the power goes out, it will safely shut down. And you're just like, oh, what is that protocol? Oh, there's like two protocols. Okay. So if I put a Raspberry Pi in the middle of that, then that, and you just like, you just lose three hours yeah, of like, yeah. I do have a diagram of. A thousand pounds worth of gear that I'm not going to buy. So what do I do here? What's the cheapest? Not cheapest. What is the lowest cost home UPS I can get that will do the thing? Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, and then space becomes. There's a also shoe.
1: there's also if you look at your UPS, there's a bunch of warnings on it that is like massive stickers and specific points. It's like don't fucking touch it here. Yeah, it's got, like, got a lot of oh, power okay. in here. Yeah, because it will discharge directly into your body and you yeah. will die. And you're like, okay, hey, this sure. thing can
0: power four UK 12-volt plugs. Like, don't mm. fuck with this thing. Do not open. Yeah. Do not touch. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I'll need to look at... I need to ask people about UPSs. See how I get that sorted. Because it'd be a real shitty thing to pay a bunch of money to get some giant hard drives and a thing and then have it all just die because the power goes out in Edinburgh one day. Um. But yeah, we'll see. Um. So there's a couple of... Yeah, there's some games. There's one game I, I really want to talk about that I'll I'll get to. But what have you been? How have you been? I was going to so? say
1: if you just want to go for it because it sounds like you're just going to talk about this for a while. So if you want uh, to talk so about it, and I'll just like, of, tune out for a bit. That's... No, uh,
0: kind of the the problem. Well, okay. The first thing I want to say, the first thing I want to talk about before, and um, so the group of us that do like four player games, we've lost one of our guys for a couple of months because he's traveling. So yeah. we're like, okay, what can we do as three, as a three? Um, and none of the three-player games, they the E3 are out yet. So like, okay, yeah. what can we do as a three? And we're just, and we all got Game Pass at the same time because we're like, there's going to be something on here, right? We're just scrolling through mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was like, should we try Gears of War? Because we've never really tried. Where is my
1: fucking invite
0: to play GTFO? I want to play. We haven't G- we <laughs> haven't touched GTFO since, but we are we are coming back to it. Don't worry. We need to finish. So we need to finish Gears Five first, and. Yeah. That, ge- holy shit, that is a game where we got 20 minutes into it, and I was like, when the fuck did this game come out? And I saw it came out in 2019, I was yeah. floored. This game feels like it came out in, like, 2010. Not visually, but, like, those games have not changed since Gears 1, which I did play through with a friend. Like, that was the only Gears game I've played, was the first one. That game is Basically identical to the game, that original Gears game. Yeah, which is <laughs> wild to me. Like, it's it, it is it is a hundred percent like combat arenas and like bullet spongy enemies and chonky lads. Just that's that entire game. Like, and, and, and I don't know people, what I people in Do Rag
1: saying. Oh yeah. hell, a lot. It's like yeah.
0: completely incomprehensible. Well. We'll talk about story and games in a little bit, but that game has a. So I've played one. One of the other guys have played two. I want to say, and played none of us have played
1: anything since then. So we're like, yeah, five what? is like quite a leap, right? Because it is. It's like post Marcus Phoenix, so it's it's post Marcus, but also like.
0: I, I, so I have basically zero idea what's going on. As far as I can tell, that story is basically StarCraft, where it's like. Um, the story of Kerrigan, which is like, oh, she's a human! Oh, no, she's a creature! Oh, she's a human creature? What? And then it's... Yeah, it's all over the place. And like, oh, I remember the Locust, but then who are the Swarm? And wait, oh, the, that's actually but the Locust... There was a bit... that We were playing it during the week, and there's a bit... What feels like a big story reveal where either we... Either this reveal had happened in a previous game and these characters are not... Don't care. Yeah. Or... They are not selling this as a big reveal, or this dialogue is so bad that it doesn't feel like it's a big reveal, but it felt like a big reveal to us, which was like s- spoilers for Gears of War, maybe. I don't know if the story's right, but like they had the reveal in that game where like the locust are creature human hybrids brewed up in a lab.
1: Not, I'm pretty sure that got revealed in like maybe a game before that one. Right, okay. But like, like nobody was been, I remember that coming out and it being a big deal. Yeah. But I think that got revealed in like Gears 4 or okay, something like that. Maybe. sure.
0: Because nobody in that game was playing it as a surprise. Yeah. Um, and also like everyone in that game is a prick. Nobody has... Yeah.
1: Again, these are big beefy men that run around with chainsaws on their gun with do like, saying, oh hell a lot, like nobody's supposed to be nice. But it's... you can
0: do... But it's not even that. Like even their dialogue is dumb where it's like they do the thing of explaining the joke like four times... Where somebody will crack something, you go, that's a dumb line. And then they'll go, oh, because your mom's huge. And you're like, yeah, we got, you've got, mm. yeah, okay, thanks, you don't need mm. to explain. Like, it's just, I, I was shocked. So then uh, the other big fucking, oh, I was so mad when this happened. So that game is advertised on Game Pass even as online co op. And we checked, and it's like three-player online co-op. And we're like, awesome, let's do three-player online co-op of Gears and be Chunky Dudes and shoot Shoot shit. That sounds great fun. You get into that game, two people play Chunky Dudes. Well, one person plays a Chunky Dudes, one person plays a Chunky Woman, and the other person... I was going to
1: say, is it not like somebody's daughter or something Kate, yeah. Yeah. Nira?
0: Nira? Niru's daughter? I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know, and I played the fucking game. Um... And the third player plays a shitty robot, like a hovering, like, stunnable, I am a support unit robot. And we're like, oh, okay, this is cool that they're doing this for, like, the first chapter because, like, something's going to happen. No, that's the whole game. The whole game, two people shoot Lancers and saw up Locust, and the other person runs around grabbing ammo and dropping it to them and, like, Zapping creatures and like healing people, like there's a one dedicated support person. If I had got two people together to and bought that game, it was like we should do this whole game co-op. It'll be fucking awesome. We can shoot shit for a while. And somebody is a shitty robot for that entire fucking game. I would have been furious. Like, yeah, it is almost false advertising. It is almost disingenuous. Um, it was so funny when we started doing it and we realized one of us was just going to be this. Sh- terrible fucking robot shit robot yeah oh it's so as a warning gears 5 one of you plays a shitty robot despite it being advertised as a three-player co-op yeah um
1: i mean that 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 advertisement is technically not wrong there are it's three not people wrong. playing that video there game. are three
0: people playing that game simultaneously but probably not what you expect um but once we're done with the campaign which i think is soon probably um we're gonna do some of the multiplayer stuff and the multiplayers like horde and escape actually look pretty decent and I think the guys played some escape and said it was actually pretty fun. So we will give that a shot. Um, game looks really nice. I will say that. that game... Esca-
1: escape that mode with that trailer that we laughed yes. at. Yes, uh huh. Okay. That's the
0: one that they, they, they advertised in E 2019 with that little John track. Um, yeah, it seems.
1: Remember laughing so hard. At that. I was. I was helpless. It took us. It took us like. It took me a good five seconds to realize what was happening. Yeah, and then it dropped. And I was like, what, my brain just exploded? And I, we just had a like, oh, that for, like, the whole trailer.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, that sounds like Little John. That sounds, that's cool that he's in another game trailer. That's funny. And then it was like, is that the riff from Crazy Train?
1: Well, yeah, because I, I recognised <laughs> the riff, and I was like, oh, they're using, like, some weird remix of Crazy Train. And then yeah. I heard Little John say, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. what? And my brain exploded.
0: <laughs> yep, uh-huh. It was, oh, it's bizarre. Um. So, yeah, Gears 5 is a weird fucking thing. Um. Like... I don't know what it is, but the fact that, like, everyone in that game is chunky. Like, yeah. ev- like everyone! To the point yeah. where, like, I I thought it was like some kind of. And again, we had not played any of the games since two. So I was like, did they discover that, like, the cog thing is some kind of, like, genetic engineering program where they're like, we just injected chunky to all these dudes? And it's like, no, they're like, just and like
1: that. It's, <laughs> you know what
0: it's. I it actually felt like sometimes. Um, you know like, when you put up a game where, like, it auto selects the wrong resolution and, like, yeah. it starts as, like, 1610 as opposed to 169, and everything's just, like, slightly stretched? It felt like the game had. It felt like a bug. These, yeah. these men were yeah. so chunky because <laughs> they were just wide. Like, it felt like an axis had
1: been stretched somewhere. Like, they a scale are, value they are had definitely. Gone wrong. some wide lads. Yeah. Oh, They're.
0: Yeah. And they it's just. They take
1: up your screen quite a lot.
0: There's just. Yeah fuck it's just it was a lot um so yeah well i'll report back in gears 5 i assume um but yeah so the thing i went oh god yeah i'm still kind of reeling from last night so last stop came out um this week or last week when you're hearing this um which is the new game from variable state who are the developers of virginia which was i loved virginia um
1: Fucking bizarre, but it was very it's interesting. Really
0: strange, but it was doing some really interesting stuff, which is relevant here. Um So here's the thing. I cannot talk about any part of that story.
1: Because yeah, of That's what my game is, so yeah. But like
0: from the jump, you need to just kind of experience that for the first time. Like it just It just goes places, like, almost immediately. Um mm. It's really, really good. So it it's set up, it's a It sits somewhere in the middle of the Venn diagram between, like, Heavy Rain and Life is Strange and a bit of Telltale. It's, like, somewhere in the middle of all that where it's got, like... Mm. Where it's not... It is a a very linear story. And as far as I can tell, there's not a lot of branching. There's some customization you can do in there of, like, like, clothing stuff and maybe some approaches to some stuff. But it is a like, A to B linear story um, sure. that you're along I mean, for Virginia the Virginia was as
1: well, so... That's...
0: Totally. Um, and it's, like, but, and it's got, like, Heavy Rain style minigames where literally, like, one of the characters that start a game is, like, you, like, quarter-circled the, the stick to drink coffee. Like, that kind of level of stuff. Oh, it's got, sure. like, bumper stuff for running. It's got... David,
1: David cage and interactions. Yeah, but, it's,
0: but like... it's, like, it's elevated to a... I can't, I can't talk about any particular part of it, but it uses interaction in a really interesting way to tell the story. Like, there's some stuff you're going to play it, but there's, oh, yeah, a, one, there's one particular section where I, I was laughing out loud. It was like, "Oh, this is a really good gameplay manifestation of what this character can do." It's yeah, it's super cool. Sure. Yeah. Um. So all I can really talk about is like the technical and the, the technical and the structural part of the games. Yeah, yeah. The game set up as. That game... Oh, okay. So the thing about Virginia that was super interesting was that it told a whole story with zero dialogue and using jump cuts in a way that video games don't. So like the the opening of Virginia where you're walking down into the basement to go meet your partner and it's like the super long basement to emphasize the fact that like, yeah, this is like the X-Files room where like they don't really talk about the people who work here because they're all fucking crazy, like that kind of stuff. And rather than make you do what a normal video game would do where you would walk this corridor and be like, wow, this is really far away. They do the jump cut thing of you, like, you will open the door and go through and then it will jump cut to the middle of the thing. Then it will jump cut to, like, the dilapidated thing and then you'll go through. Like, it does... Because jump cuts are difficult in video games, right? Because you've got to load and unload resources, right? So... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jump
0: cuts are very difficult and Virginia did it absolutely beautifully where there are scenes in that game that Yeah,
1: they handled it really well, especially in, like, some specific scenes.
0: Yeah. So... Last Stop takes all the stuff that Virginia did really well and just cranks it in a way that I've never seen a video game do before. Where that thing is just shot like. is just shot like a like a TV show. Like, it is shot like an episodic TV show where there are, like, jump cuts to totally different sections with very quick bits of dialogue and then it snaps. Like, it does the thing which is like. You know, like in. Uh, Like heist movies where they're like, okay, here's the plan, and then it'll jump cut to them doing the plan. No, but it'll jump to them doing the plan and then jump back and go, wait, that doesn't make any sense. And then, like, so we'll do all of that stuff. The dialogue is like super snappy. They have nailed timing in a way I've never seen a video game do before, Mm. where like they can, and the whole thing is shot as well. Like, it's one of the first, it's one of the few video games I can very confidently say has been shot. Like, They've worried about camera placement. It's been
1: directed. It's been directed. Said, like, yeah, like, yeah. it's been
0: directed like a TV show. It's
1: had a cinematographer, like, look to, at 100%, it. 100%, like,
0: there is some definite film and TV knowledge in that studio, for sure. Oh, um, yeah. It's also very... It's also very London in a way I haven't seen in a game in a while, where, like, you look at, like, Watchdog Legion, and you're like, yeah, that game's set in London, but it's very... Yeah. It's very, like... U.S. vision of London, if you know what I mean? Like, it's very, like... Yeah. Everyone's got this kind of stereotypical, like...
1: It's what people think Al- London is. Yeah, people, it's, like, it's got this long kind long of apple and Pears
0: yeah. feel to it, and you're just like,
1: Ugh, like, no,
0: like, I really like London, and it's just not like that. Um, I mean, par- sure, parts of it are. Obviously, it doesn't come from nowhere, but, like... People,
1: but, yeah, obviously. But, yeah. The
0: average person that lives in London is not that, right? Um, And it's just, like, it's just really weird to walk about and go, yeah, this feels like this feels like this city, yeah, this feels like what London feels like, and these people feel like, yeah. Um, so all of, all of that stuff uh, just really sells the thing that they're doing, where the story stuff that they do is so... It's so... How do I do this without talking about parts of it? It's very mundane while also not being at all mundane. Like, they, they, they do this really good thing of flicking between, like, these characters have very, very human st- things to deal with. And also, like, oh yeah, here's the part of it that is like, oh, okay, this is not normal. And it's... They they handle both sides of that well. Where, like, the human drama bits that sure, are just, like, yeah. standard, like, contemporary human drama stuff is super well handled, as well as the what-the-fuck-just-happened moments. It just all ties together in a way you do not expect it to. Uh, or you don't expect games to handle very well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, the writing's super on point, all the voice acting super on point. It's got a very... Stylized is the wrong word. Um, it leans closer to, like, the... Um, like, Walking Dead-esque Telltale, where it's not cel-shaded, but it's, like... It's flat, but expressive. Like, the, the characters themselves have super expressive faces mm. and animations. Because um, so Virginia
1: lo- had, like, a really simple... Visual style to it, like yeah, even the character faces. Despite it just being a character story, it was very simple.
0: Yeah, Virginia was more like they were polygonal. Like these are yeah. good-looking character models, but are slightly stylized, and they've really gone for the the facial animation stuff on it. Like it's just really, really good on it, and um, while having this very simple aesthetic where there's detail where it needs to be like it kind it kind of looks like flat colored polygons at points but it's actually right like okay there's enough detail in there for you to like get what they're going for and again because of the way they've turned down like the hyper detail in parts of these areas there's a scene where you're walking around um somebody's apartment in first person and the amount of little details in there where you walk into a bathroom and you're like this is a hundred percent a British bathroom that I've seen. Like lots of little things, like the um, like the way that the balls are scattered in the shower, and like oh, there's a towel. Right, rail. yeah, it looks
1: lived with, in. It
0: looks very there. lived in, and it looks like a real place without it being super detailed or like
1: it's yeah. not a super detailed game. That's just that's just um, creative eye again. Like that's just scene control. Like <laughs> that's yeah, that's what that's about
0: setting the, pla- set the place setting the place to look lived in is very, very difficult even if you have massive amounts of resources behind you. And this is like a relatively small studio that are just doing these things. Like, they have focused so much on what they need to focus on. And it does get to the point where, like, again, with the jump cut style stuff, like, I don't know how they're doing this. There are points where, like, like, I'm running this on a PC with an SSD, right? So, like, load times are basically non-existent.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, this runs on a Switch. And as far as I can tell, it runs on a Switch reasonably well. I do not know how they are managing to load and unload stuff as quickly as they are. To Or all of these levels or all the chapters are so specifically built where they have all this stuff like ready
1: to go. I was going to say, is is it maybe like they're loading everything and all at once and it's just really well hidden? Like, is that the...
0: Yeah, but like, even the scale of some of the scenes, like, there are, there, there are scenes where you're running across, and obviously it's very focused because they're controlling the camera and all of this kind of stuff. Like, it's not third person yeah, free yeah, camera. Yeah. But like, you have to imagine that they are literally only loading the absolute minimum they need so that they can load this other chunk of this house and also the street and also the inside of this cafe so that the scene even works so that they can just clip around. Um, It's super impressive. It really is. And like the dialogue is it's the other thing about it. I really like is it's cool to see a game like this. That's not really dark. So like you you know, like the tail end of like Walking Dead stuff. Or like, Even not like, even the tail end, like most of Walking Dead, like when Telltale really came out of there, and they're like, Yeah, you're gonna drop a cinder block in this dude's face. And it's gonna be like full frame, on oh, shot, sure. like yeah. it's that kind of stuff. Or like Life is Strange goes to some super fucking dark places during its story, and like Heavy Rain obviously, like just wants uh, yeah. to be Grimdark for possibly the wrong reasons, but who knows? Like this is a shit it's it's i i I keep wanting to say it's like itv drama but good like it's that level of like you can imagine this playing at like eight o'clock on a saturday night like it's that level of yeah you said
1: you said itv drama which is a very specific like british pool yeah because like because you do like makes sense when you when you know what that means
0: yeah because like hbo has gone down the direction of we're just going to kill everything and like even the bbc now their drama selection is very inspired. It seems to be, they've basically taken every lesson from like the kind of Scandinavian like detective drama thing of like everything is like monochrome and dark and fucking all of these people are corrupt and everyone is shitty and all of this kind of stuff. There's this, it's, it's, it's funny. It's very like relatable. It's very, it's very much about these people and like the stuff that they do. Like, no, it's not, Everything is not terrible all of the time. Sure. And it's yeah, really yeah. refreshing to have a game like this where it's not that. Um, Yeah, it's just it's just spectacular. It just is really good one of these that... God, we are going to have a... If you don't end up playing this game for whatever reason, we are going to... No, I'll a, play it. Like, okay, we're going to have a hell of a conversation about that final chapter. Because... Sure. So, again, structurally, the way it works is there are basically three main characters where when you start the game the kind of chapter select menu is like a a subway train and the three of them are sitting on the subway train and every chapter you follow that character's part of that chapter and it will go back to the subway car and you can pick another character and then once you've done all three characters chapter it will go into the next chapter and then you do the next three so you're constantly switching perspectives as the thing goes on and they do a really good job of, I was like, that's a really interesting way of structuring that. And why would you do it like this? And it actually turns out that like, there's totally reasons why it would do that in really interesting ways. Um, yeah. Like, and if since I can talk about the story, like that's kind of all I can talk about.
1: Yeah. But it is, like, I, I think it's better that you let people. Totally. It's like, better
0: to inform people that it was good. and yes, Let them discover it on their own. It's excellent. Like it's. Yeah. Super charming. It's, oh, there's just, yeah, that, oh, yeah, there's just stuff in there. You're just like, this is, there's a direct line between what they did in Virginia and what they've done here, where they've just taken all the lessons and the stuff that worked in there, and they've just gone, okay, let's really blow this thing out and just be like, what can we do with this framing, with this technology, with these tricks we can pull off? What can we actually do? You um, can
1: you can tell that they are very aware of what they're able to pull off and how to do mm-hmm. it, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah,
0: totally. And like all the music is like they've got the like Prague Philharmonic to do a bunch of the music, so it's very like genre appropriate if you're going for that kind of TV drama feel. Um there's a lot of really good like audio network London grime in there as well that's really sure, good. Yeah. Um yeah. It's just a really fun thing to go through and just let it just let it take you. Like it, that's kind of the only thing is you just kind of need like, like, to like kind of let it just take you places. It's excellent. Um, so it's on everything: PC, consoles, last and previous gen. It's on Switch. I'm pretty sure. Um, hmm. what did you play on? I played it on PC. Um, yeah. I stop. Let me just very quickly check. Um, Steam. God, I had the, yeah. It's on Game Pass as well, which is also interesting. Um, Yeah, PlayStation, Xbox Game Pass, Switch, Steam. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's... And it's like five... I think I was five and a half hours um, to get through it. Uh, Yeah, it's just just excellent. It's just really, really good. It's exactly what I wanted from that studio. Um, And I can't really say much higher than that, but man, yeah, there is some stuff in there we're gonna talk about at the end a, of the year. A
1: positive review.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'd highly, highly recommend it. Um was there anything else? I very briefly played while I had Game Pass again, I just burned through some stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I tried um Snow Runner. No.
1: Yes. Snow Runner? Yeah, yeah Snow Runner. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the like truck and Snow game.
0: Yeah, like the hey look at the physics of our trucks and muds and all this kind of stuff. That, I think, is barely a game. It's, they get, it, oh, I, I I can't even really get into it. It's just, like, they give you all the tools almost immediately, and it's like, okay, here's how you control your car, here's how the winch works, okay, yeah. go, and then you're like, I feel like there's another, there's, like, an intermediate tutorial you need to give me here of, like, how do I conquer these specific types of obstacles? Because otherwise, it just feels like I'm going exactly two miles an hour there and back. And it just, it's just not fun. Like, I'm sure it is fun for, I mean, obviously these games are super popular, right? So, like, obviously people find it fun. But for me, it was just like, I haven't found a good reason why I'm doing this yet. I just can't. It didn't, there was nothing here for me. It's like, okay, it looks really pretty. And the, yeah, the mud tech is super impressive. But it's not the. Let's chill out and deliver some goods game I was looking for.
1: Oh no, yeah, it's not your American truck simulator. Yeah, no, not so, at all. and it's not yeah, even yeah. like
0: it's not even like and again like um hard space hard space shipbreaker, which I always get the name of that game wrong, is that game for me, but also because yeah. that has a real that game's a real logical element to it that really appeals to various parts of my fucked up brain, which is like, okay, here's this problem, solve it without blowing Break yourself up. Yeah, like take systematically break this thing down and pull things apart and make sure everything's in its right place and it's like Wilson's warehouse but spaceships. It's great. Yeah. Um that game's oh, that game's so good. Um so yeah, I tried Snow Runner and did nothing for me. Um you we, you were, I
1: made up I made up Wilmot's warehouse reference yesterday and I can't remember why. So you- I, I I pulled it I pulled it. We were talking about me and my friends were talking about organizing something, and I said it was like um I think I called something Wilmot's Warehouse, but for fuckheads. <laughs> and I uh-huh. can't remember what it was. But it was like I I pulled it out of my brain, like I completely forgot that game existed, and then the second we were talking about organization, I was like, Oh yeah, it's Wilmot's Warehouse. Like that's what that game is. Yeah. it's so literally just organize these pictures into like totally the Organize these abstract yeah. blocks
0: into Yeah. It's the Yes, it's like when you take the things that other games are trying to do and then you just break it down to the the primitive shapes and yeah. you're like, "Yep, this still works for me cuz this is yep. how my brain works." Excellent. Um so yeah, there was that. And it like Game Pass is still kind of mind-blowing that
1: yeah, it's amazing that they can get away with what they get away with. Totally. With
0: like the stuff that's on there as well. The thing I need to find out and I'm tempted to like I don't know, send a question into some podcast or something like that who or for people who would know and be like if there's a game coming up, like you take something like a last stop, right? Where like, yeah. I'm super into the idea and I want to support these developers because I really like the thing they do. Is it better for me to straight up buy the game or is it better for me to have logged playtime completion and game pass? Like what oh, like gets for them the, the developer? Yeah, I mean- what gets them the most money based on... Because nobody... Because like, that's been the thing about uh, like PSN, games with gold and like EGS games and all that. Because i well not so much EGS games anymore, but like how like what is the what is the kickback to developers for this? Like is it are developers doing it because they get money up front? Are they doing it because the return on it's actually pretty good? Like what is the what is the what is the what is the the why why are they why are they signing up for this thing, right?
1: Um It must be getting some sort of like cutback or something.
0: So like, like, like they need to Then I mean when we talked about the 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 numbers from dgs stuff where you're like they did not pay these developers anywhere near enough for yeah what it yeah, was yeah. but then you hear people like i've heard um patrick lepic multiple times talk about the fact that like yeah egs is obviously like and none of them are giving out details like it'd be really cool if one of them was like yeah and here's how it breaks down like we pay yeah a chunk of money and they know. get extra terms.
1: I, I would like to know the answer to that question. I just don't know who would know because I'm pretty sure that Microsoft wouldn't give details. But that's what I'm saying. Like, readily. why
0: would they not? Why? Yeah. So the contrary is like, the stuff I've heard from, I mean, we have numbers now on EGS, the PSN stuff. Um, I don't know about Games of Gold so much, but for Game Pass specifically, like I've heard Clampic talk a lot, well, not a lot, in like hushed tones about the fact that like, yeah, like this is where Xbox's, the Xbox division's money is going. Like, they are paying a lot of money sure. to get these games yeah. out, and it's actually a really good deal. Because this is how... Because sure. they, they're betting right. their entire f- business on Game Pass. So it makes a lot of sense for them to go, like, yes, we have a really good deal. Yeah, because like,
1: the, the two things that are focused on the most are Game Pass and xCloud, and then when you tie those two together, that's probably going to be their
0: yeah. but it's good to going sh- forward. But it's also good to show that, like, this is one of those things which is, because Microsoft are not in the leading position in the console space right now, they are they don't have to just dictate terms, right? They have to work and be like, no, actually, we need to make a really good service for people and for developers because otherwise, like, we are the second... We are the the second console right now. So we need to do the work and we need to actually do the thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have been, like, ever since Game Pass started, they've been, like, very solidly being, like, we have this proposition and we know what we're doing and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, like, for... for, Like, even the not small stuff but like that library just continues to get better where you're at the position now yeah. where as of today like for seven ninety nine a month you can get all of the Yakuza games from 1 to mm. 7 mm-hmm. plus 0 and you're just like that's just wild hundreds and hundreds
1: of hours of content is, yeah, yeah
0: like hundreds of hours um, there's like a bunch of multiplayer stuff on there that you're not there's stuff launching on there like The Ascent comes out on Tuesday which is like a top down shooter that I'm super interested in it's like
1: yeah it's oh just, yeah that thing that looks like Expendables yeah that it looks like expendable or um
0: it turns out there are two people in the world there are people who look at that game and go oh it's like expendable or are the people that look at that game and go oh it's like alien swarm that's it yeah that it's one of those looks like Alien Swarm. yeah yeah um so yeah i really want to try that it's like yeah it's it launches on game pass okay, okay awesome good i can nope, try it and, and see what yeah. it's like um but yeah um the fuck was i talking about it's no runner oh, yeah no. i don't like that game
1: yeah but that's it. <laughs> um, watching the watching the nextlander guys uh, made me really want to try American trucks. Yeah,
0: you messaged me while we were watching that thing. Good. Should we play? It this? was
1: so dumb. Like it was. It just sounded great. So like, the
0: thing they added for people who haven't seen the Next Lander video, they this is a recent addition. They've been beta testing convoy modes for a while, and apparently just hit. It went out in a proper update, which is like proper officially supported. Cooperative multiplayer in that game where like you can yeah. join a you can join a convo, you can take the same mission, like or work on the same mission together. Um but it also adds a truck to truck C B radio, like with audio effects, with the beeps, yeah, with the beeps all of that the, stuff. Yeah. Um see so yeah, I kinda wanna try it. Like I've in the back of my mind I've been wanting to try American Truck simulator for a while anyway. And it's was like, yeah, this might be the thing that seems like super dumb. And um just playing with a CV, fake CV radio could be fun. I don't know. We should we should look at that thing. Yeah. Um, I think that was everything. Um, shapes the broke my heart, but that's a story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> um. What about you? What have you been doing?
1: Yeah. So, um, you'll be glad to know that I'm not talking about uh, Mass Effect or Final Fantasy this week. Um, oh, I'm weird. Okay. Modern video games that actually came out fairly recently.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. So one of them uh came out very super recently but I could talk about it because I've played quite a lot of it. Is um Pokemon Unite? Oh um, Jesus! I was. Oh. What? Okay.
0: <laughs> so one of the guys I play games with uh, is also a Dota player, and yeah. the day Unite came out, I'd watched like kind of somebody play it a little bit. I was like, oh, this is just straight up moba, huh? Yeah. And I went yeah, on yeah. that I went on that night and was like, Oh, so you'll be straight on the, the Pokemon Unite. And there was this like three beats of silence and he went, Yeah, I started playing it today. It's actually really good. It's
1: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. fuck. Okay. So the the yeah, the background is like I'm a like former league Dota player, so I do have a lot of experience in MOBAs. And um Yeah, this thing the the the, the it got announced a while ago. They were like, Oh, we're working on this like Pokemon MOBA and everybody was like sure okay whatever I must have uh, tuned
0: that out because I do not remember yeah, that announcement at all they, I
1: remember the announcement it was a while ago but they, okay. they, it came out like three days ago now um, and that game is uh, it's, it is exactly what it, it is exactly what it is or what it presents itself to be which is it is a stripped down basic MOBA it's very Heroes of the Storm if you played Heroes of the Storm sure um, but the, the the chat around my FF14 guild with people playing in it is that it's now called Heroes of the Storm. Um, God, that, I was very, literally
0: trying to work out a Heroes of the Storm Pokemon reference.
1: Yeah, Heroes Fero- of the Storm is very good. The one that they came up with. Yeah. Um, the only right, so the only reason I started playing this was this backstory behind this, um, which was so way back when uh, me and a couple of my friends played a MOBA that was based on Adventure Time, the Cartoon Network show. Oh, okay. Um, that was it. Had a MOBA, but it was in like a browser, okay. And or it was, and it was just like on the Cartoon Network website, um, and yeah, it was, it was just like it was like one of the Adventure Time games, but it was a MOBA, and we played it for fun because it was like three AM or something like that. Sure. We're like, yeah, sure. We'll try this, um, and we played it pretty consistently, and we never lost ever because. Right. It's a Cartoon Network game, and it's designed for children. Because you were taking um,
0: hardcore Dota tactics into a child's we game. Because
1: were, we were league players, so we were going to right. be like, this is a MOBA, and we were stomping everybody. Like, we never lost the entire... We played it for, like, a week solid and never lost ever. Excellent. Um, and noticed on the website one day when we went in to go play it, they were like, we are starting a tournament for this Adventure Time MOBA, and oh, if you win... No. If you win the tournament, you are gonna go to the World Championships in Hawaii,
0: and huh. we're like,
1: fuck, like we could we could go to Hawaii, like this could be great. So we were super into it, and we're like playing it a bunch and stuff like that. And we were playing one day, and one of my friends came on and said, "Guys, have you read the rules of this tournament?" I went, "No, it's like it's like a it's a it's like a, it was like a three v three mobile. It's like it's a mobile tournament. Like it's probably like best of three, and like whatever." And they were like, "No, no, no." You need to read this bit and, like, highlight the bit and send it to us. And there's a big bit in the tournament rules that was, like, um, this tournament is for people aged between 12 and 16. Oh. Um, Anyone under the age of 12 can compete, but they must be accompanied by a guardian to come to Hawaii. And we were, like, fuck, they're stopping us from coming to Hawaii because we're too good and... Um, they just we can't gotta handle really the raw
0: talent that you would bring they to the They couldn't handle how
1: good we were at their really poorly designed MOBA um, because we That's... fucking we tore it apart. Like, that game sure. was infinitely breakable and it was hilarious. Are you doing um, things where it's
0: like, oh yeah, BMO is just an axe? Or like, like are you just, like, mapping one-to-one characters onto, like...
1: No, no, it, it wasn't even that. It was like, we went in and played two games and realised the three really busted characters and then just played that over and over again. Sure. Like, Okay. They were so much better than every other. There was a character, right? Brief aside the Adventure Time. Well, there was a character that um, it was Fiona, so it was flip gender Finn. Yeah. yeah. If you know Adventure Time. Yep. 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 um, Who had as her like one of her basic abilities was a. Auto attack modifier that increased her attack speed and gave her over a hundred percent lifesteal. So she basically never died, never died ever. Yeah. It was on like it was on like a three-second cooldown, so she always had it. So she would wow. never she would never die ever. Even if she got 3v1, she would never die ever. So the strategy was but like you pick Fiona, you pick Princess Bubblegum, who her entire thing was she makes turrets that slows people. So right. you just you get Fiona to run in everybody attacks her meanwhile princess bubblegum is setting up turrets the entire fight that slows everybody so they can't kill fiona and they're not moving quickly so they can't leave and then they just get caught in a fight against someone that can't die and then you get like whoever else i think it was like uh finn i think was the other yeah. one uh the dog would just come in and like had a move where they like grew seven feet and became like a uh, like a thwomp in mario and mario oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um so just did that across the whole team and everybody died, and you couldn't do anything about it, and that was Great. it. Like Excellent. That was the Adventure Time MOBA. So, we had all that experience, and every, so now every single time a mobile comes up, we're like, man, is this going to be the one where we get to go to Hawaii? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> fucking Pokemon MOBA comes up, and me and all my friends message each other being like, this this is the one, like, we might be able to go to Hawaii with this one, because it's like Nintendo, so they might take it seriously, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still Pokemon, so there'll be a bunch of kids playing, so it might be easy. Um yeah just, you, just is, you
0: running what, into like a moba beach just kicking sandcastles over just be like, what
1: that's, what that's, that is the, the the you'll never have more joy than absolutely <laughs> face rolling someone in a moba like it These is children that you're so satisfying up. to absolutely murder people in a moba it's great sure um and yeah but that game unites no joke like that game is actually legitimately like a pretty well-designed moba okay um so the way it works is, it has a dark side, but I'll get onto that. The way it works is it's um, 5v5? Is it 5v5? 6v6? Something like that. Um, there are two lanes that are top and bottom. The goal is to, instead of towers that are goals and like minions that you kill and kills that you get, you get points and you deposit the points in the enemy goal right? to, to score. Every goal's got 100 points that then break it, that then push the lane further up. So that would be like your terror equivalent in other MOBAs. Um, Until it gets to their base, and then they have one goal in their base that if you deposit points to it, all points are doubled. So it's like, if you get to the point where you're pushed into your base, it's really hard to win because they're scoring twice as much as you. Sure, sure. It's that sort of idea. Um, That's the whole premise of the game, is that it's a MOBA that's based on scoring these goals. And it is like a floating ring in the sky, and your Pokemon does like a dunk animation. It's pretty cool. Um, And XP's not shared, so it's not like... It's not like Heroes of the Storm, like everybody has their own individual XP. So last hitting is is a thing? Last hitting is kind of a thing, but you get XP regardless, and there's no currency, so you don't need to last hit to get money. Um, There's a jungle, so you can jungle if you want to. There's like neutral minions, and there are minions with buffs and stuff on it that you can go get. Uh, And yeah, the rest of it is all based on your Pokemon, obviously, because your Pokemon is your character, so they all have different skills. Every Pokemon has two skills... Uh, that each skill can morph into one of two other skills, mm-hmm. and then that skill becomes that skill plus, which is like an amped version of that skill, and a Unite move, which is their ultimate, mm-hmm. big impressive move, whatever it might be. Um, so that's how they get around the whole it's a mobile and a console thing, because it's for Switch. Because um, right. most of the time you would have like five or six abilities that you'd have on QWESR or whatever. Mm-hmm. and you can't do that on a switch because there aren't as many buttons because you need also, to be able to auto attack and stuff as well so it's
0: also this is a mobile so what do you mean it's on android and ios as well
1: oh is it really okay I don't know. Uh, according to this website um, is yes i've only ever played it on switch um so yeah so that's 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 the idea behind it and there is obviously there's variants because you've got two skills that branch out so you technically have four different variants that you can mix and match oh um,
0: sorry it's coming soon to mobile it's it was, it was sure, listed so it coming well soon.
1: Okay, sorry. Um that's where your variance comes in. Yes. Um and the game has it has it has to obviously make allowances for the fact that it's on a console. Yes. So you can't you don't have a mouse to like target skill shots or whatever. Right. So you need to, it, it auto tracks to like what it thinks is the most important target. Okay. Um which works most of the time, but there is like finesse in so there's the two Pokemon that I play most are Pikachu and Gengar, and Pikachu has a move where they put like a a circle on the ground that when it explodes, it stuns people. So it will auto track to the middle of a character to target that. If it's like if you're fighting two Pokemon, say mm-hmm. it, it auto tracks in the middle, but you kind of don't want that. You want it to be a bit of he- ahead of where that Pokemon's is sure. going to be, so they yeah. walk into it, right? Yep. So you have to use the right stick to aim it every so often. Right. Um, the the auto tracking it's a bit too sticky. So like, if you move it a little bit, it'll throw back and go back to the center of the Pokemon. So you have to be a lot more deliberate about where you're aiming stuff if you want to aim stuff.
0: Does this game um, not use the touch screen at all?
1: No. Oh. It. Okay. Um, it's all stick based and button based. Um huh. I've tried. I've tried using the touch screen on the menus because they're horrific, which I'll get back to. <laughs> but um, it doesn't work. Okay. Uh. Yeah, so the the and like auto attacks, like auto track and everything like that. So it's it's largely okay. Like mm-hmm. it, it plays pretty well. Obviously, there are situations where the auto tracking fucks up and like you end up throwing your ability in the wrong direction or whatever. Yes, but of course. You can you can kind of get around that by like if you hold the button down to aim it and like just flick the stick in the direction where you want it to go. It'll auto track to the automatic target in that general area. Right. So most of the time, you can get it right. Um, there are there are. Pokemon with abilities where that doesn't matter, like Pikachu has a thing where he like throws a big electric ball, which once it's out and is tracking towards a target will auto track to them regardless of what they do, so it'll always find them. So okay. there are people with skills that make sense in a mobile MOBA, sure. Um, and the the variance between the characters is like pretty cool. Like there's a lot of there are different styles of play. There are tanks that have abilities that keep them alive. There are like people who are really good in the jungle. Um, but with it being the first few days of a brand new moba, it is horrifically unbalanced. Like sure. it is dis- disgustingly sold. There are characters in that game that should sh- just should not have been allowed out. Like Gengar is one of them. Where Gengar has a move that is called Hex, which is like a it's a short range teleport that deals damage. But if they the target is affected by a status effect. It hits them twice, and the cooldown gets reset. Oh god! So, okay. And they have an ability that's just like a poison spit. So you just spit poison at them. That's them with a status effect, and you just mash hex on top of them, and you just ah. like t- teleport and like an eight-point star around the character until they're dead. Like that's that's wild. Okay. You can stop it obviously because there's like a one-second cooldown between you using hex and stuff like that, so they can like stun you or like lock you mm. or whatever. But most of the time, if you get into a situation where you're 1v1 with a Gengar, you're dead. Like, it's there's not a lot you can do against it. Um,
0: so this was going to be my thing about when I saw that Nintendo are doing this and are taking it... Well, that it's not a joke, basically. like that it feels like yeah. MOBA.
1: like, it is, it is a pretty well-designed game.
0: Yeah. Um, so if you look at, like, how Nintendo have treated long running games in the past with your like your splatoons and your animal yeah. crossings and that kind of stuff like yeah, 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 yeah. they don't patch those games often or they patch True. them but they also don't tell you what they're patching a lot of the time or they yeah. did like six monthly updates and like as far as i know if you're running like a real moba like a like a league i yeah. don't you are patching or hot fixing constantly basically yep, to, like, much, yeah to like patch out like like broken characters like weird power mm-hmm. combinations yeah. they've done so i mean have they i know the game's only been out for like three days but
1: like have they addressed any of this have I they don't think so i've not right. heard anything about it so, so like is this um, the way
0: the game's going to be for six months is what i mean
1: yeah i i have no idea like i hope it's not because it would be cool if things were more balanced but at the same time, it has only been out for three days, so it's right. it's,
0: it's still early does, the does,
1: there, there, is, there is still lag between them understanding what power sure. is and what the okay. meta is and all that stuff um but yeah so before I get into the bad stuff the 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 cool thing that the game has is there is a there's like a swing mechanic so like every every mobile has like your 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 baron nasher or your um your ancient equivalent that is like your like a big monster that sits on the map that has a big effect. Right. Um This has three where there's a dreadnought that if you kill it, your entire team gets an XP boost and a shield, which is really good for like fighting, obviously. Sure. There's a Rotom who's at the top of the map that if you kill acts like a neutral minion in the wave. So it like runs down the lane for you, and if it gets to the enemy goal, it um It gives you 20 points, so it gives you 20 points in the goal and then makes the goal unprotected, which basically means normally when you run up to a goal, it takes time for you to dunk, and the more points you're holding, the longer it takes for you to dunk. So if you're holding 40, it takes you a lot longer than someone holding 5. But if it's unprotected, it's like instant, and points are doubled. So you use that thing to really push down a lane and like knock out a goal in one goal. Yeah, yeah. Then there's the big thing in the middle of the map, which is a big old Zapdos... That if you kill Zapdos, all the goals become unprotected and your team moves faster, so you and you all get a bunch of points all at once. So you basically take the Zapdos, all the goals become unprotected, and you just fucking run it and right. try and score as many points as you want and break goals and all that stuff. Um, the amount of times that games have been completely thrown because of a Zapdos fight is ridiculous. Like, way more than, like, League or Dota ever did when people, like, fucked up a Nasher fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is the swingiest thing you've ever seen, because people, like, they either get really far ahead because they've got, like, they've dunked a lot of points or whatever, so they think they're strong, go fight Zapdos, realise they're not strong, the other team shows up, wipes them, takes Zapdos and and swings back the other way because all their points are doubled, or people get the Zapdos and then keep trying to rush goals, not fighting anybody and then dying with all their points right. which when you die you drop some of your points. So they kill everybody, pick up all the points you drop and then go dunk it in your goal right, so it is right. really swingy so you have to be 100% sure that you can both take Zapdos and follow up on it that and is, is that, That's a Good thing, right? There's, oh no, that's this. really good. Yeah, that's, okay. that's good design because that is a that is you want a swing mechanic because otherwise you just a team gets ahead and you can never come back. Like that's exactly, the, yeah. Which that Zapdos is a hundred percent a major swing mechanic and it is really cool when people do massive Zapdos steals and then push in and end up winning the game because of it. Um, it's it's really cool. Um, so the dark side I talked about um, is everything that is not in the game. <laughs> so it is. All the stuff outside of it. When yeah. you get into it, it's a really cool, well-designed mobile mobile game with Pokemon characters, if that's what you care about. Also important, it's free to play, right? Free to play, yeah. Yes. Completely okay. free to play. When you get out of the game, it is a very predatory mobile game, mm-hmm. like, like your Raid Shadow Legends and all of that stuff, where there are multiple currencies, some of which they don't explain to you, and don't tell you how to get. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of them is premium, because yep. you have to pay money. Best value. Um, I, I saw
0: I a screen that was like, here's a sack of blank.
1: Oh, yep. here's the, the... The genius thing about that is that is horrific, but at the same time, like, so this went through someone with a business degree, was that your first purchase of the gems is doubled. So if you buy 600 gems, you actually get 1,200. Okay. But that's the... So it is it is horrifically bad value to buy anything other than the biggest bundle that you can get the double off of because it's gonna get so, and you only get that once like your very first and you only get purchase. that in the first purchase yeah so that's it basically it basically means if you're being smart about it and you want to spend money on Pokemon Unite you spend twenty quid like that's right. it like that you because otherwise it's just a waste of money like it because your first purchase is doubled and you want the double. Yeah, um, which is insidious, but at the same time, you're like, I see what you're doing. Like, this is this is very predatory, and you intelligent fucks. Yeah, you intelligent business people, and your ways to get money out of people's pockets. Uh huh. Um, so there's there's that there's so there's there's so there's like there's coins which are your your base play the game get thing, um, which are also capped per week, so you can only earn like thirteen was it thirty one hundred a week, right? Um, so even if you play a bunch, you're just going to stop earning coins eventually. Right. Um, There are coins that are a different currency that you get via the, like, the battle pass. It has a battle pass. Of course. Of course. Pass. Wow. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, you get that for the battle pass and you get that from the random loot boxes that are also in the game. Oh, my God. Uh, they really just threw so everything you, in this, huh? <laughs> they give you every, every mobile thing is in this. And yeah, so there is the coins that you get from the battle pass are the random loot boxes and the random loot boxes you get you get energy at the end of every fight oh
0: I was literally waiting get... for you to say the word energy as well
1: yeah we get energy get, you get Eosian I think is what it's called energy at the end of every fight and when you get to 100 energy you get to spin the wheel and get something out of the, the Gacha right um, so it's that there are tickets that you can spend to unlock uh some cosmetic stuff but not cosmetic stuff for your Pokemon cosmetic stuff for your trainer because your trainer also has separate cosmetics to your Pokemon. Are they visible in the game? Yes. Your trainer is like a physical thing. When okay. When you're playing the game it's only visible in certain actions. Right. In the, in the lobby screen and the menu screen you see your trainer. Oh it's lo- um, wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, the tickets the tickets have shreds Like, there are smaller tickets that you can get that you can exchange for different cosmetics in the store and buy things like held items, which are uh, items that basically give you stat boosts. They're the equivalent of, like, runes in League of Legends. They have way more of an impact in this game, and you can spend the coins to upgrade those items, and you can get coins by converting real currency. So you can literally pay for power in this game, which is awesome. Um... Really like that. That's great. Wait, how, how, um, did you explain how you the
0: characters get upgraded? Because surely the whole point of Dota is like a character is a character a character, right?
1: Yeah, so it, it works on mobile principle where you start at level one and you level up by killing stuff. Like yeah, the, per game, right? Yeah, per okay. game, yeah. So there's no like out of game permanent upgrades. That's your held items. Your held items are stat boost items that you will put onto your Pokemon that give them stat boost in the game. But they are permanent and you can level them separately with these coins
0: oh so you literally
1: can pay to
0: win for this yeah, stuff. you can pay for Fuck. power
1: like every, every every held item has 10 levels and you Jesus. can you you pay the coins to the, the, the special coins not the other coins to level them up which you can pay the real money currency to get more of the coins to then level up your items so you can pay for power like it's yeah, yeah. straight like completely naked about it like they don't give a shit um, so, yeah, there's that, and then there's the premium currency, which are the gems, which you can use for all manner of different things, including, like, buying Pokemon, which is really difficult because you can only earn 3,100 coins a week, mm-hmm. and Pokemon costs 10,000 coins, so it is, like, a four-week investment to get a Pokemon, or you can pay the premium currency, which is the same as any other mobile like us. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's the same, but it's what? not... Bad, but it is the fact that they're limiting you on currency means that your gains are slowly. Totally. What is so what is the you to spend money?
0: What is the hero system like? So, is there like is there a rotation of
1: unlocked characters? So yeah, there are, there are there are three or four rotations that will change for to, to let you try stuff that are free. Right. Um you get a free Pokemon at the start. that You can pick up one of four. Mm-hmm. You get. Right now, you is it can like yet. literally?
0: Is it literally like Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle?
1: It's it's Pikachu, Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle's not in the game yet. And wait, what? Even though he's in, he's, even though he's in the tutorial, but he's not playable. It's weird. Okay. Um, and Krustle, I think it is. I can't remember who it okay. is. Okay. Like a support character. It was okay. Slowpoke. It might have been Slowpoke. Oh sure. Um, okay. And yeah, so for playing. At launch, you get a free Pokemon called Zezora, who is the most busted Pokemon in the game. So Excellent. you get you get that for free. So you can just play that, and it's insane. Like that character, you think you think Gengar can kill people quickly. That guy can literally jump on you and kill you in like a second, and it's really hard to react to. It's disgusting. And I assume um, it's
0: normal Uber rules, where it's like one Pokemon of each type per yeah, one Pokemon of each type side. Per game. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. um, and. The battle pass has two Pokemon in it. And then that's it. Once you do all the tutorial stuff, you you have enough coin to buy another Pokemon. So by the end of the tutorial, all your intro stuff, you end up with about four Pokemon and then rotation stuff. Right. Which isn't terrible. You end up with four, but the the path to then get more takes forever unless you pay money. Yeah, Um, sure. And then you get into the customization stuff, which I've talked about the customization stuff for your trainer (sighs) The Pokemon then also have skins that you can pay this for. That are rough. ludicrously expensive. Yeah. Um, they range... Obviously, there's a range. It goes from, like, £8 to, like, £20. So if you want... And, like, that's not... That's not unheard of in MOBAs. Like, there are... Oh, yeah, like, some, some of the Dota, of Skin prices, yeah. Like, some of the high-level Dota like, stuff is that. Yeah, really expensive. But with, normally in other MOBAs, when you have skins like that, they are super special and have like unique animations or a different model or something. Yeah. This is literally just a skin that is arbitrarily more expensive. Nothing else Um, changes. And it's things like, it's things like Greninja has like a, um, like a Super Sentai suit that looks pretty cool. They're basically just doing it off of like, that one looks the coolest, so it's probably the most expensive. And they're right normally, like that is the, um, like the Mr. Mime skin, people like Mr. Mime, so that one's 20 quid. Like it is... Jesus. It's weird, like, the pricing structure on that is fucked. Um, But, yeah, so everything that's not you playing the game is a really predatory mobile experience that is really off-putting, especially when there are so many menus with so many currencies and the menus fucking suck. They lag and it's hard to point at the right thing and... I don't. I don't think that's on purpose. I don't think it's. We're, I don't think we're getting into like what's that thing called on website dark the dark patterns. Yeah, dark patterns. I don't think we're getting into that. It's literally just the servers are shit and right. it's a switch. And it's a Nintendo
0: game. Yeah, exactly. And it's a
1: Nintendo game, so it lags a lot, um, which is awful, especially when you're having to engage in all this predatory shit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the and the 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 Pokemon picking menu in game also fucking lags. So you there is a thing. You can set a favorite Pokemon to say this is my favorite. I thought because I apparently know how to design games better than these guys that favoriting a Pokemon meant that when you get into character selects, that Pokemon is there and ready for you to pick. Yes, like,
0: like auto select favorite almost. Pokemon.
1: I want to play this Pokemon. That's my favorite Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I love Gengar. I want to play Gengar. Yep. Um, doesn't do that gengar is still at the other end of the screen and the menu takes fucking forever because it lags and by the time you get over to pick gengar some other fuckers picked it um like it's bad 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 all the favoriting does is mean it's the pokemon that appears in the lobby beside you that's it Um, okay wow it doesn't doesn't actually have any impact which is what i actually wanted it to do but that's
0: oh okay so does this have so, like straight up like pick band stuff? Is it like that level of? No, boba? there's
1: no pick bands. Okay. there's zero pick bands right now. Um, wow. Even in ranked, like ranked is just a hellhouse of people picking the most broken stuff. Sure, um, like you, you've not. It's really it's bad because it, the game shouldn't be like this. But it is really funny when two Gengars meet one-to-one, because it is like watching a fucking, like, Naruto fight, because it is people, (laughs) like, teleporting over and over again, and they end up in, like... And it's basically like whoever mashed the button fastest wins. Excellent. it's It's, nuts. It's crazy. It's
0: almost worse somehow that the game itself is good, because if if the game itself wasn't good, you could just be like, yeah, they've just gone full mobile predatory
1: shit. It's bad, because the game's good, which means the Predator stuff is probably going to work, Yeah, which means... They then get to come out and be like, "Look what a success Pokemon Unite is," and people don't then go, "Yeah, but it's it's really bad for people. Like this yeah. is not good." Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be the standard thing. Of it will probably end up making money, and then Nintendo will be really happy. And, totally, and we'll see. Uh, it's the only put. Po- it's the only Nintendo game I've played online that works online. Like it doesn't lag in game or anything like that. The game works fine. Um, which is yeah. a surprise because Nintendo don't know how the internet works. But yeah. it's... oh, don't
0: worry. So I actually looked up who the developers of this were. Who was I was yeah. slightly interested. In. They've worked on a bunch of like mobile multiplayer games before. Like they have a history of this stuff. They made there's a name I recognized in the like you know like yeah. every mobile game is like the something the of na- the something. Yeah, like the name is randomly generated that includes legend somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Arena mm-hmm. of Valor was one I'd heard of before. Sure, I was like, oh, that I was them. that was a
1: mobile game. Um,
0: yeah. god i kind of want to play a game of real ga- real mobile game name or something i've made up because some of these are just oh eliminator alliance fantasy fighters sure. crossfire yeah. legends honor so of crossfi- Kings.
1: crossfire i can give you because crossfire is actually like a really old, that's like not, korean shooter or it's something. not that crossfire though
0: oh it's that, a different crossfire that's okay. x fire right sure yeah this is crossfire
1: legends so yeah, right. Back on track. Sorry. Yes. Uh, Pokemon Unite. It's it's a good game, but really predatory. So be yep. careful. Like yep. uh, putting the warning out now. Um, it's also busted, which you can have a lot of fun with. Uh, sure. Yeah. So that's Pokemon Unite. Yep. Um, other game I've played, which you've also played a bit of, but um, we should I've take a break.
0: Before do you we take this, break? yes, because yeah, we're, sure. we're, we're running a bit long. Uh,
1: That's fine. Cool. What?
0: what uh, you have some music? I assume.
1: Um. Yeah. All the games that I've played, uh, either don't have soundtracks available or are Nintendo products, so I don't <laughs> play the music from it. Uh huh. Um. So I'm going back to uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I am going to play the the main theme from the Shadowbringers expansion, which is just a song called Shadowbringers. Um. It's it's going to be interesting because it's like a like six and a half minute song that goes places um, so I'm going to have to dictate to Yoon the yeah, point te- at which I want him to Yeah, tell me which it. 30
0: seconds you want and Yeah, we'll... which
1: 30 seconds I want because there are specific moments that I'm like yeah, this this is the theme Okay um, but yeah, this is 30 seconds from the theme of Shadowbringers. Um, I can't say enough how good Final Fantasy 14 is right now. Well, hopefully, hopefully in news we get to talk about how fucked it is right we'll now. We'll get to that because I'm
0: I missed this whole story and then started yeah. seeing it on Twitter. I'm like,
1: Fuck But it's still a very, very good game, but yeah. it is fucked right now, so yeah.
0: Um yeah, so check post for links you can pick this up and we'll be back with some more after this.
1: Shadowbringers from Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Um, we'll talk about Final Fantasy 14 later. Yep. Uh, yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. Again, for other, for other reasons other than me just gushing about how good the game is. But yeah. You're <laughs> not the only one. So the, other game, like. the other game uh, that we have both played, I have finished, and Ewan has given up on uh, is uh, Boomerang X, Um which is, I, this got revealed, I think, at last year's Devolver conference. Yeah, it's a, it's a Devolver
0: game, so yeah. I yeah. Think
1: it, yeah, And it is a movement-based arena shooter combat game. Um, that's kind of the best way of describing it, is, is it, it's an arena shooter where you're given specific targets to kill in a room full of enemies, and it is about you using your abilities to move around that room and take out those specific targets. Um the game is a lot more mechanically focused um, so it's probably best to start with the mechanics um, yeah. where so very early on you're given the boomerang which is like this three three starred boomerang that uh, you can throw and you can return by right clicking. You can hold it down and it'll throw it for longer. Um, over the course of the game you unlock more and more abilities that that modify this. So like one of the earliest ones you get is you can throw it and then if you hit the attack button again, you like do an air dash towards the boomerang that lets you kind of fly across the arena. Um, mm. If I tell you that um, the first thing I did in this game was try to bunny hop, like in Quake, sure. and it works exactly like a Quake bunny hop where you exactly just gain momentum over and over and over again, yep. um, that's the sort of shooter we're talking about here. Um, especially when you do the flying through the air thing, you get fucking speed on that like it is yeah. real fast. Um I can also say so this that- is
0: one of those games that... I have I have a problem sometimes with games like this where when I start when when they first give you the the recall power and then the boost, whatever it's called, jump yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. the go to the boomerang thing. Um my brain wanted them to be on the opposite buttons where I want to be able to left click to throw, left click to return, and right click to fly. Ah, uh, sure. Right. But and that was what my brain kept telling me. But I'm also like, okay, these developers have done this sort of reason. I need to retrain myself rather than remap these buttons, which was totally possible. You can totally remap those buttons. Yeah, 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 I was like, I could do that, but then, am I tricking myself because they've designed this control system for something I don't know yet? And it's one of the, it's one of those mm. things like I just need to make my brain work like this, and eventually you get there.
1: But yeah, I mean, so the the yeah the game when you're getting those powers, the game feels it it. It works! Like, it, immediately when you get that flying power, you, you get what they're going for. Yeah. It is this kind of, like, really fast-paced, flying around the arena, killing these stuff with this boomerang. Feels great. Yeah. Um, and then, later, they unlock the ability to slow down time midair, air Yep. Um, which then flips the game into... It's about flying around the arena, and then you can make really precision hits because you have this like period of time where you slow down time, and you can really pick your shot, mm-hmm. which was missing before. So, it became really it was really hard early on to kill the specific things you need to kill because you're just flying fucking mile, like thousand miles an hour through the air. Yeah, so it's really hard to get like precise shots. But now you have the slowdown. Um, they also give you like special abilities that are like scattergun shots that modify into like sniper shots that you can get. Um, so it, <laughs> the fact the game just gives it, you a
0: shotgun essentially is very yeah, funny to be. It a gives you a world. shotgun
1: that scales into like a sniper rifle that yeah. becomes really useful as well. Yep. Um, the game scales its mechanics really, really well. It introduces all these new mechanics that are modifications of stuff that you can already do. It's never really overwhelming, um, but it is. It, it adds to the game in really like effective ways. Where eventually towards the end of the game you are having to make really precise movement decisions and hit really specific targets on things to do yeah. specific stuff where it, it becomes a lot less chaotic and becomes a lot more making deliberate movements and flying into specific locations and all this stuff. So, so um,
0: Maybe this is why I didn't connect with the game as much I don't think is that I felt there was a level of this is probably a me problem rather than the game's problem mm-hmm. to be fair but the time i spent with that game i at no point did i feel like i was playing the game correctly which is right and correctly is a weird term but like yeah it feels like i'm not doing it the way it was designed to be used where it just feels like i am constantly panicking that like i am just trying to survive constantly and i never quite flipped over to the
1: point where i felt in control So what I found was you'd never really flip over to that but it is it is modified by like panic but you are aware of your abilities so you know Mm. what you can do like by the end of that game they are fucking swarming you with stuff like there is so much at the end of that game Um, and the last two fights are like brilliant I think they're amazingly well designed and they're super cool Um, but there is so much stuff on screen coming at you all the time which is panic inducing because it just numbers but you I I feel like the game has given you enough tools and enough time to learn those tools and play with those tools where you Mm. feel like you're in control of the situation fair enough that's a different feeling to what you had but that's that's what it's aiming for personally I personally I found it really rewarding and was actually quite thought it was quite cool to like have be in control of that situation yeah um, and manage that stuff Um, you unlock some powers at the end of that game that are like so crazy and yeah it's it's the game, the game, the game mechanically itself is really fun. Like, sure. it is a really fun movement shooter, which it, you will get a lot of those games out there these days. But yeah, it, yeah, it feels,
0: it feels very well tuned. It feels like they mm. spent a long time really honing these abilities to really get yeah. the feeling that they want to do for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like the, the even just the, the simple stuff, like just the flying through the air, the. It's got like the the perfect momentum behind it, the perfect movement. Like it feels right, yeah. and they have the the added benefit of like you can press spacebar in midair and do like a dead stop, yeah. so you can do really far maneuvers and dead stop on top of stuff, or you can like just do little jumps and dead stop midair. And I don't
0: I, I don't think I nailed that once. I think every single it's time hard, it's couldn't. really hard. It, it is takes hard. So practice. When, when you've for got sure.
1: when you've got proper momentum going, it's really yeah. difficult to know when to do the dead stop. Yeah. But it's still they are. They're aware of what the game they're making and how to... For sure, yeah. How to tune those mechanics to make that work. Yeah, Um, definitely. The other... The other side of this game is the... The... the I I hesitate to say story because it's not a story. Yeah, it's... Um, Yeah. they, They go down the... The Dark Souls kind of route of storytelling where they don't explicitly tell you a story. It is world they, they they set up a world where things have obviously happened in that yes. world um and you learn by inference so you see stuff mm-hmm. and you're like oh this must be what that was or oh it looks like there was like a war here or a yeah. battle or this was like a laboratory or something you meet like one character who has dialogue who tells you about the world which is also I, very dark souls like you learn through talking to people i almost um, walked straight by that dude
0: it didn't. I've, like I've the done the that a couple style. of times
1: where I've like I've like walked past them and then gone back into the room and be like, "Oh, you've been here the whole time." I yeah, exactly. you. yeah, okay. Um, well. So yeah, it's not it's not telling a story. It's displaying a world to you and being yeah. like, "Here is the place where you're doing this stuff." Yeah, um, which I don't think is a bad thing. It does it quite no, successfully. Like it, it sets up a world and it's cool to look at. Like it is an interesting world to explore. It's um,
0: yeah, it's. Yeah, I was thinking about this when I was when we were talking about this off recording, and like when I was in the middle of like something like last stop, which is purely a story. Like that is what that game is.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: like it has a plot, it has start, middle, and end, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm starting to not. I don't know. I think the play setting thing is getting a little old for me and i, I mean I've, I've never like we're not dark souls people like i get that and no, I, no. I i appreciate it, it feels like half what were you trying to say for me anyway if you're gonna do all the 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 work of setting up a world like that and there's it, like yeah. i really like the design of that thing and like it's a cool spin on some stuff you've maybe seen where it's like oh, okay it's very like it's very bug focused it's very forest focused yeah. it's that kind mm-hmm. of stuff like it's a cool setup but it's like oh i wonder how what all this means but for me anyway like two things are two things that's a problem for two reasons for me one is that if you've done all this work to set up a world and then don't do anything with it like narratively like if you don't actually have a, and here is how this has played into you as a character. Like it doesn't do much for me, and also yeah. in a game like Barani X, where it is all about speed and adrenaline management, like yeah. the idea that in between those sections you would just stop and go, oh that's a lovely door, like just doesn't it doesn't work for me. Like remember when we were talking about um, uh, that Necromunda game a couple of weeks, a couple of episodes ago, yeah, 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 where I was like, gone, yeah. yeah, where I was like this the level design on this thing is super fucking cool, and they've really nailed the 40k aesthetic, yeah, but it is pointless to me because every part of that game is encouraging you to just sprint forward so yeah, you just, yeah it yeah. just does not have to say that like that's kind of the way the way I feel about that stuff yeah like I, it's cool I, it's cool that they've given it a good aesthetic, but would that aesthetic yeah. work without a person giving you dialogue as well
1: that's, uh, yeah that, but i i i, I I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that the, no. uh, I th- I think that for a game that is ninety nine percent mechanical focused and is about yeah. the experience of playing it, them sprinkling on a little world building and a little bit of lore or whatever. is it's totally fine. Like it's totally with yeah, it, yeah. It is is enough to make you go, oh that's nice. And yeah. that's kind of all it needs to do. Totally. Like that's, yeah. that's, if, that's if, if that's
0: the if that's the goal, then yes, it's just it's it's the the worst ones are the ones for me anyway, that like, are like yeah. they set up a really, really cool world and some potential like interesting avenues. And then To the point where I'm engaged, I'm like, oh I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. And then they just don't do anything with
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's fair.
0: That's so much effort that you could have paid off in something cool. I think I
1: think I think this is a very light sprinkling just to Cool. To make to just to make it so that it's not like I am done with this arena, I will walk down this hallway and get to the next arena. Like it is there is there is stuff there to go, ooh Because if you look
0: at stuff like I mean I haven't got to it yet, but again, some Game Passes so I will get to it at some point. Um, something like Ghost Runner, which is also sure. a yeah, super yeah. mechanically focused like that. That game is all about those mechanics and the, it mm. shares a lot of DNA with something like Boomerang X. Um,
1: yeah, that game has a or 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 um favorite game of the show Fury. It's a very similar. Yes, exactly. That. Yeah. But
0: both of those games have. I mean, I, I I can definitely talk about Fury. Fury has a story, right? Like Fury has like you are a named it, character who is doing a thing. In this world, sure. who has a reason yeah, yeah, to be yeah. there? There's a reason why he's doing the fights. Has designed characters like it has all of that stuff. Like it's not huge or elaborate or mm. particularly it's meaningful. It pushes, it pushes but you, it's a yeah. but it is a story. Like it has a it has a it has an arc, right? Yeah, on top of yeah, being yeah. a cool, on top of being a cool lore and stuff like that. Which is which is again the aesthetics of that game is one of the reasons why I really really like it. But yeah, of course, it doesn't need to be super. I, I, again, I'm still internally de- like trying to wrestle with the idea of like okay, if you don't have any of that stuff in a game like boomerang, is it just like would the game still work if it was it's, totally abstract like if you have all of that without the
1: at that more... at that point you're just playing like disconnected quake levels or totally that point. yeah like, that's that's what
0: I mean yeah. right like you do Which, again, good to have be that a really grounding.
1: impressive it'd be a really impressive mechanical showcase, yeah, but the 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 tying it together with the world makes it like more of a video game, totally. which is and again yeah. stuff
0: stuff like Ghost Runner like is not it's a super as far as I can tell anyway from what I've seen it's like a super generic cyberpunky story right it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. discarded like, corporate all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff is there but it does have the and again this is a me thing but that is the kind of stuff that propels you through the mechanics especially in a game like Ghost Runner like Boomerang where you're dying over and over and over and over again. Like you want something to go like okay where's my reward for this yeah. and the, and, it, and I know yeah. in Boomerang it's like okay oh, cool, I want to see what the next power is but also yeah, like yeah yeah it, it's a it's a different it's different incentives really that, that yeah, work for on sure. different levels like, yeah it just works for different people
1: yeah um, works for different people the other thing that the other thing that um, I I do really like in this game is the the look like um, yes it has I, a, I really do like it so well. I defined I defined this it's one of the, I, I felt really smart about this and then I thought about it more and. It might not work, but we'll okay. see. Um my friend was asking about it and I was like, it's kind of what would happen if you took something like the Obra Din and mm-hmm. gave it the lightest bit of colouring. Yeah. Like sure, just just like it's it's a lot of like flat matte colours with really striking edges. Mm-hmm. But the colours are really muted and they they don't like fade into the background or anything like that, but they are there purely as Coloration while you fr- fly through this arena, right? Like it totally, is, it, it feels um, like it is it's not—it's th- not there to like distract you or no. d- draw your eye in any way. It's purely there, just as again, as like set dressing, like the world yeah. it is. It's definitely
0: yeah. because it's pulling so many influences from like those kind of early '90s pol- polygonal shooter stuff. Yeah, like I don't yeah. know why, but Daikatana kept coming in my head while I was playing it, and I don't know why. But yeah, like, that seems
1: weird. I don't know why you think thinking it Yeah, I, I don't
0: know why yeah. anyone thinks about Daikatana, but like, it had that. That feeling of like I don't know, like it's it's maybe it's just the enemies, maybe it's just all the bugs in it, maybe that's the thing. Yeah, it's a lot like, of bugs. Like, yeah, character bugs, not bug bugs. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like it's it does have a really, really cool look, and also I I really like that more games are adopting this, like you will never see a load screen thing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's just a continual like, yeah, you jump into this portal, the portal is rendering shit while it's loading, and then it go like, yeah, that feel really does push you along through this whole stuff. Through,
1: yeah. through so the, it's, the areas. I I really enjoyed my time with that game. It was uh cool. um it was like a super surprise, like I forgot that game even existed, and yeah. then people were like, This game's out. And I was like, Oh yeah, I remember this, and played it and thought it was I thought it was spectacular. Like it felt really, like overnight really everyone
0: was it. talking about that game and yeah. I had totally um, forgotten it was a thing. Yeah.
1: It, is, it is not long, it's really fun, <laughs> looks great, has like it 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 is a Really cool little indie thing that I didn't expect to like as much as I did. Um, but I really did enjoy it a lot. Um, cool. Yeah, I would I would recommend playing Boomerang X. It's, it's um obviously for very specifically minded people. Yeah. Like obviously don't fucking play this game if you get motion sick or something like that. Like that's oh God, not no. gonna work. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it is obviously if you have the mind if you like stuff like um, the Doom Remix and stuff like that. It's all about constant movement, yeah. shooter, adrenaline pushing you through, sort of idea. Yeah, or uh, even some oh, of the like really, really good.
0: Yeah, even some of the like uh, recent push on like the the kind of uh, there's not a better name for it I've seen so far, but like kind of boomer shooter style stuff of like yeah, the, these like, the is revival is these, shooter stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the 90, like early nineties all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. the early nineties style shooters, like it's very much kind of like that. So. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. it's um it's sixteen pounds, it's on Steam. I think it's on other platforms as well, although I can't remember. Can't remember off the top. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's well worth it if you if you like that sort of like movement based shooter, you'll probably get a kick out of this. Totally. Um, yeah. Cool. Um
0: if there's nothing else, uh, let's jump into a little bit of news. Um Yeah. There's some stuff so I'll do will do just the very quick stuff, um which I thought was quite Yeah. The easy stuff anyway. Um There was a oh god there's a video playing in my browser. There we go. Thank you. Um so have you ever played War Thunder? Yes. but did you play War Thunder? It's yep. it's basically like a oh god, how do you even describe that game? It's like a It's
1: an online it's an online plane combat game with like different planes from world war ii
0: but it now has tanks right and like modern military stuff but
1: okay yeah sure
0: uh yeah okay because this this article is specifically talking about the challenger 2 so it's got modern tanks and stuff in it now as well (laughs) okay pass um so oh there you go okay thank you kotaku in your article war thunder is an mmo that builds itself as the most comprehensive free-to-play cross-platform military game dedicated to aviation armored vehicles and naval craft there you go Oh, so, so everything i've heard about people who are super into war thunder are they're super into war thunder and specifically like super into like military history and military accuracy mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. for a big mmo game which i think which is cool like yeah awesome so there's a oh god this is such a dumb story the so there's a. They introduced Challenger Two recently into that game, which is the British Army modern military tank. Um, and there's a person called on their forums called Not, who has a quote here who wrote on July 14th on the, on the forums. As I've stated a few or a few times now, the complexity of the construction is sometimes difficult to see or show with pictures. It's so complex in the Challenger Two case. I don't completely blame Gaijin, who are the developers, from getting it incorrect. All I try and do is point out the areas where they're incorrect. So basically, this guy is like, hey, you fucked up the design of the Challenger 2. It's not accurate in a couple of specific ways. Yeah, And then from here, I'm just going to read this Kotaku article word for word. Shortly after, Fear Not, who is believed to be a commander in the Royal Tank Regiment of the United Kingdom, uploaded altered screenshots of documents they claimed were from the original ASEP, or the Army Equipment Support Publication for the Challenger 2 tank. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> These images were meant to be an example of where the developer went wrong in the in-game design, but were eventually removed by Gadget Entertainment due to the classified nature of the information that they I shared. I was say,
1: yeah. can fucking share tank specs with, like, a uh, video game developer? That's weird. The
0: senior technical moderator for the game wrote, quote, We have had written confirmation from the Ministry of Defence that this document is classified. <laughs> by, conti- by continuing to disseminate it, you're in violation of the Official Secrets Act as stated by the yep. warning on the cover of the document, an offence which can carry up to 14-year pro- prison sentence if prosecuted.
1: Fantastic. Every time Excellent.
0: you place us, international representatives of Gaijin Entertainment, especially any UK citizens in hot water, as the warning so helpfully states that the unauthorised retention of a protective document is an offence. <laughs> so you just fucking uploaded
1: national information to, yeah. to go
0: you built the challenger tank wrong and my mmo tank game like the audacity of that is kind of incredible the fact um, yeah the fact
1: that it like it like could land you 14 years in prison yeah like it's it's a legitimate video game developers yeah
0: is it's a legitimate great. legal like do not fucking do this the fact it's written on the cover of the
1: document as well yeah. is very funny yeah, yeah, yeah. um like, surely every page had to have, like, classified yeah, it, written on it and stuff I as mean, well. I mean, I
0: like, obviously never got to see the document, but, like... Obviously, yeah, yeah. All of these documents have, like... Even the stuff that I had to deal with in work that is, like, classified... Not classified, but, like, company, confidential, please do not distribute. Oh, yeah, I like, deal with that all the time. Yeah. All documents have on them, in the header, usually, like, do not distribute or, like, some oh yeah, we, kind we've, of...
1: We've got that on, like, both our header and footer and then, like, a watermark over the pages and yeah, stuff like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, This is,
0: like, no. here's the specs for a Challenger tank. Like, don't... Do that? What are you talking we'll about? Do that?
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Um, so yeah, I've, I've been following this for a little bit, but there was a there was some uh, the continuing um, saga of Steam not moderating its not stuff. A fuck yeah! And also, but like, also not moderating, and then moderating too much on the other end. So Steam have now. So Steam, you can you can upload porn games to Steam, right? Like they are yeah, all over the place. Course. If yeah, you look yeah. at the new releases. Um, it's just, like, it's just hentai games and, like, yo tits. Like, that is kind of what a yeah. large chunk of that is now, especially if you go to new releases. So there's a game called Spectacle, S-P-E-K dot T-A-K-L, which is a super uh, small indie game that is. I actually don't know what the game's is about, to be honest. I have not looked that deep into it, but I, this article came up when I was reading it. This is from their official blog, where they basically said... Uh, we uploaded our game, and it got bounced back as adult content during during submission. Um and was the game was reviewed internally by Steam and as a result the game was banned from publication on the platform. So I have never really known what that means what happens when you fail like a submission um what happens in that process. Yeah. 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 Basically what happens is if your game is banned from publication, which is a specific state the game can be in, you do not get to appeal you do not get to discuss. You don't get, hey, if you change X, Y, and Z, it'll be fine. Is straight up banned, and you can upload nothing else under that name. Wow. Again, that's like yeah. you cannot touch it at all. Um, the reason they gave was, quote, we have determined that it, we have determined it to include sexual content containing depictions of real people, which we are not in the business of selling. So that's the line that Steam has is like, you could have. Digital boobies everywhere. But as soon as it's yeah. real people doing it, that's where they draw the line. No. Yeah. So what this actually was, the game contains public domain footage of real life people doing light kinky stuff. Like like the kind but of it, like yeah. the kind of stock footage stuff you would get in like a documentary, like that level of stuff. And it's the first four minutes of the game where they have like fake TV programs that you can button through. Like that's the content, right? So right, it's, okay. it's in this situation where, like, if they came back and said, yo, you can't do this. It'd be very easy to go, cool, we will remove that from the game. But they've gone this extra step of fucking salt the earth, never again, do not come yeah, near Yeah, yeah. Which is wild, right? It's, so... I mean, it's,
1: it's good that they at least have a line. They have guess, a line.
0: Somewhere. Yeah. But, like, you look at the shit that's on there and you're like, man, like this specific thing which is especially in it's, when it's a way that's like it's not the focus of the game it's yeah. not like it's a, it's just a throwaway thing that'd be outlet, very yeah. easy to remove and they're just like nope banned completely um so luckily enough that so this game's already out on itch i think and this was sure. then just bringing it to steam so they'd already done some tweaks to it to put it on steam and have labeled it like steam edition so theoretically what they could do is remove steam edition from the name and resubmit it theoretically is what they could do um and it turns out there's um they eventually got an appeal they did submit an appeal to steam regardless and they've they are now back in discussions but
1: right okay it's
0: still super abstract about what's actually happening yeah but the idea that, that that's a thing that can happen like something super minor like that can be like Never again do yeah, not face our door with yeah. your shadow again. It's like wow. Steam has all over the fucking place. Um there was the EA Play Live uh last week or uh, last Thursday, yeah, where they had some things that were there.
1: Yeah. yeah. Kind know um but the big i'm uh, i'm i'm the most excited i've ever been for a fucking racing game because it has a cool looking fmv dumb storyline yeah
0: the is that the f1 game no is that grid dirt dirt
1: Dirt five grid grid one of the two i can't remember
0: because you said dirt and then they said grid and i thought it was very funny that both those things are now owned by EA.
1: yeah whichever one it is has a I I was sitting watching it with my girlfriend, and my girlfriend was like, that's the guy at sex education from Netflix. And I was like, yeah. what? What's he doing in a racing game? And then yes. they said it. I was like, oh, he's just playing a part of the story. It's okay. an
0: FMV story in this racing game. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, totally. I mean, it worked for Need for Speed, right? So why not? Put it in grid. Um, but the big thing, like one of the worst kept secrets in video games was officially announced at the end of it, where they are doing a remake of the first Dead Space. Um the players will experience quote. This is from the Polygon article. Players will experience quote a improved story, characters, gameplay mechanics, and more as they fight to survive a living nightmare. About this aboard the desolate mining ship, the USG Ishimura, while uncovering the dreadful mystery of what happened to the slaughtered crew and ship. So it is a it is a remake of the first one. They have used both the term like remake and modernization, which are yeah. different degrees of thing
1: i i am taking it to mean which is what i hoped it was is like a resident evil 2 style remake that's yeah ground up designing it yeah
0: because if you want to be super cynical and you have every right to be because it's ea especially the history of those dead space games where Mm. dead space came to ea as they were doing their Originals? No. What was what did they call it back in the day? There was some term they used that was like, We're funding uh, a bunch of weird shit to see
1: what happens. It, it, it was like it was like something by EA. Like they yeah. put their they might I can't remember what it was.
0: So yeah. yeah, they got a bunch of like smaller studios to make stuff with EA funding to be like just big weird shit. And one of the things they made was Dead Space, which did really, really well. Dead Space Two, excellent game, continued. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, Oh, this game's really popular, let's just burn it Milk into it. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Oh, with co-op and microtransactions,
1: microtransactions.
0: and yeah. you know what the best department Dead Space was fighting humans with cover based mechanics like, yeah
1: what? make a cover shooter yeah. yeah
0: and then they put that game out and they were like oh weird nobody's buying this third one oh well close the studio fucking yeah get rid of the thing so we were like so I was reasonably confident we were never getting it in our Dead Space and then if you want to be really cynical after they've burned that studio to the ground and the IP Resident Evil 2 comes out does really well and they go oh, we've got a, fran- a horror franchise that we could also remake and possibly do the wild success that um, Resident Evil 2 did. You're like, okay, fine. I'll I'll play Dead Space again. The difference is that, like, I think they were talking about this in the Waypoint podcast and I, I agreed with it, was Resident Evil 2 was a long time before that remake. And, like, yeah. that remake did... That game, that game is. If you didn't know Resident Evil Two was a thing, like it's almost unrecognizable as the same game, except for like locations and characters. Like it's a behind-the-back yeah. third-person, like RE4 style game, as opposed to a uh, restricted camera, like horror. Like it's, it's 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 in DNA, but it's a different game. Like what you could probably put some screenshots from this new Dead Space next to old Dead Space and be like, yeah, they upraised the shit out of that. Like it's not going to look substantially different. Like, why are you yeah. remaking this thing? Is it because you want to or is it because Resident Evil 2 did well? That's kind of the, the yeah. thing. But, yeah, that's fair. And also, all the Dead Space games are on... I don't think 3 is, actually. No, it is. All the Dead Space games yeah, are, all on, them game, are dead, yeah. they're on Game Pass. So, like, you can go play Dead Space if you really want. I, of-
1: I, keep, I keep telling my girlfriend to go play it because she really, likes saw her games. And oh, yeah, she dead would, Space. yeah. And I was like, go, totally. go play 1 and 2 is what I keep telling yeah. her. So. 2
0: as well. 2 specifically, like... Is a really good one of those games. Yeah, keep me into. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think one's still really one's good. A, like one's one, excellent. Oh, as, one, a, as a one super was, solid intro to that thing. Yeah, yeah
0: one was. Yeah, one one is again contextually like one at the time was like so out there that this was a yeah, thing that came yeah, out. You're yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, this is this is a modern horror game. It's super good. Um. Yeah. So that's there's no dates or fucking anything no, on of that. Of course not. But it is, and it's a Motive that are doing it. Um. As well um just and as a side note um one of the co-creators of dead space uh glenn schofield is working on a game with his studio called the callisto protocol which was announced i want to say E3 last year or the trailer hit E3 last year everyone looked at it and went wow somebody's gone fuck it and made a new dead space game <laughs> like yeah i remember that yeah, yeah that was a hell of a fucking trailer uh, uh, so yeah, the Coastal Project protocol is also happening with a 2022 release date. So that'll be interesting if, to see the two of them go up against each other. Um, which will be really interesting. Um, another great fucking digital foundry doing the work on doing Tending
1: the required work
0: and their digital mind. But yeah, so there was a thing. So I played uh, Resident Evil Village on PS5, so I did not see any of this. But the PC version of Resident Evil Five, not Resident Evil Five, Resident Evil Village Eight, yeah, um, had some stuttering issues on the PC, specifically when some things, some specific events in the game would happen. So, like, usually it's like,
1: engaging in combat is the yeah, some
0: kind of combat would. So, like when you clipped, when you actually shot a zombie, sometimes it would like frame stutter. The bugs that the daughters in the Dimetrisk manner would tank the frame rate i was just like it didn't seem and it didn't seem it seemed kind of weird that that was like even on like 3080s it was doing this i was just it was really really bizarre and nobody quite got to the bottom of it and it was all kind of like speculation all this kind of stuff so then uh cracking i was gonna say company not company group it's probably the more thing. Um, put out a version of Resident Evil Village without DRM. Specifically, is De Novo for, for Resident Evil Village. And they put out a version of Village with the DRM removed. And all of those performance problems are just gone. Like, yeah. completely 100% fucking gone from the game. To the point where Digital Foundry did their super analytical thing where they ran the same game next to each other on the same machine with the same specs. And it is, like, night and day where you watch, like, frame, yeah. uh, like frame times just spectacularly different. So, it is the, the DRM. So, apparently, according to the um, the cracking group, like, they looked at the code and were like, yeah, this thing calls into the DRM at really weird points in the game. And that's what's causing the frame rate of things. It just doesn't come back from the DRM quick enough and you just lose frame time. And it just yeah. causes this stutter. So, like... We're not going to relitigate DRM. There are many different perspectives to this, some of which I agree with, some of which I don't. But the idea that they would prioritize this, and also at this point, I think very recently, like in the last forty hours, Resident Evil, the uh, Capcom comment said, "Yeah, we'll fix this." But like nothing has been said about that game since release. Uh, It has not been patched out. They have not made any attempts to fix this. This is the way this has been. And then suddenly, a crack group comes out and goes, "Yeah, we fixed it." it's like okay yeah. right we should yeah. probably do something with this so you know it's it's continues to be an issue also there was the same this was the same week that oh i wish i could remember the name of the game there's some game that was on steam that they put out they were trying to put de novo into it to protect their um because i mean the main reason for drm right now if you're not fucking activision is to protect that first week because you know it's yeah. going to get cracked at some point but if you can protect that first week, it saves you. You get your first week of sales, and then from then yeah, on, it's yeah, just yeah. which is where you make all your money. And um, they were like, we were trying with Denovo for a while, but we just couldn't. It just wasn't performing well enough. So we're like, fuck it, and they they bend it. So like in that same week, all of this happening, you're like, yeah, Denovo's got some problems, and it's up to you whether you decide they decide to solve it or not. Which is, yeah, um, yeah, there was the Activision stuff this week was just terrific. Just, yeah, like it's, it's like it's, it's, it's almost not hugely worth going into it because there are many people much more qualified than us who have done a much better oh, job. yeah, yeah, we, sh- we shouldn't be the ones to talk about it. No, like, um, I would go recommend reading Vice's piece on it and Kotaku's piece on it is very good as well and the original Bloomberg article that actually broke, well, yeah, bro- broke it. I want to say broke it, but like, this is, like everyone who's come out afterwards has been like, yeah, this all sounds about right, uh, which is terrifying. Um, but yeah, um, for me, it was just the detail in it. So the, the big thing about this that makes it different from the, like something like the Ubisoft case, where like there was I, a bunch I, of, have we have we have we said what the thing just, is about? So basically, the, the core. Well, yeah. So the, the core point of it is that like the thing that makes it different from like Ubisoft, where they also had big media reports about internal sexual harassment um, yeah. bad, like horrific company cultures all this kind of stuff that came out as a, I think it was also Bloomberg did their, the original big story on that um, the difference with this is with Activision is that this, the state of California is suing them, this is a yes. lawsuit so this is a substantial different thing
1: So where, is this, I, I, I'm never sure how this works if it's the state of California suing them, yeah, is that it's not a class action, but is that like a like a lot of people together are all suing them all at once? So it's the state? No, because
0: it... if it's a bunch of people suing at once, that is a class action, which is a private individual thing. This is specifically, right. from what I can tell, and the reading I was doing on this, because I don't understand a lot of the US political system, that's kind of different. Yeah,
1: that's that's why I'm confused. It's yeah, like, so
0: from what I can tell from reading about it, um, it is specifically the California State um, like Labor Department or like work in pensions department or right. something like okay. the equivalent of our work pensions department is suing them yeah, 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 specifically for abusive workers basically. So they are suing on behalf of, not even on behalf of where they're basically saying like you are breaking the law by the way right. you are doing okay. it and are seeking damages, but whether it's damages or whether it's like a fine, that kind of stuff. I'm, I don't have the knowledge to be able to, to deal with that, but it's yeah. um. specifically state of California versus Activision. Well, versus Activision Blizzard specifically um so yeah the big difference is there's a lawsuit which changes some approaches um specifically if you look at the res- two very different responses that activision put out one from like one of their head of studios which was like we are taking this very seriously and the other one which is like bah liberals and you're just like yeah, what the yeah. fuck like that sec that second activision thing was statement was wild in the state it was like this is all categorically untrue. All of this stuff has changed. And I think, I can't remember who was the point of this out on Twitter when I started reading it. It's like, you cannot have a statement which is like, all of this is categorically untrue and misinformed. Here are the steps we've taken to improve our company culture. And you're like, you can't say that it's all untrue if you're already doing stuff to improve your company. Like, you can't say it's not true and then say here are the steps we've done to fix it in the yeah, same yeah, yeah. statement,
1: in the same paragraph. So this, like, isn't, this isn't true. Incidentally, we've also implemented all this stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. That's not... Mm, you don't...
0: No, you don't get to do that. No one but it, buys it, that. Yeah. But it, yeah, this is an interesting one in that it's a lawsuit brought by a state, which is super interesting. Right, okay. Um, sure. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, like super be careful like if a lot of this kind of stuff affects you, like there is some real nasty stuff in this, so be careful if you're reading reports about
1: it. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: All this kind of stuff. It's, it's not... It's not light reading. It's at all. not
1: an easy read. Yeah, no, at
0: not at all. So yeah, I highly recommend. I'll link in the post for the people who have done the work that you can read what they're doing. Um, yeah, and the last thing, and also like, I was I was playing about with this in my head as well because like I, I I'm still internally wrestling with like, when the Ubisoft stuff came out, and especially now where they're like, it's been a y- six months since that yeah, original report or something nothing. that, and they have done nothing. You're like, okay, cool. Like I'm kind of as okay not really talking about ubisoft anymore like i'm yeah i d- yeah. kind of done with that um and i was like like well we should probably we should probably just not talk about activision anymore and like I what, mean, was la- yeah. what was the last thing that activision put out that we gave a shit about
1: like we oh, were not watch
0: yeah yeah or, well i suppose blizzard's involved as well but like don't play Ecology. activision
1: activision has like its own thing no idea exactly
0: but, yeah. um so yeah we'll, we'll we'll put that on the back burner until they do fucking something about this i think like yeah. that's safe to say so yeah, the last story um was again it was a real good couple of weeks for companies announcing hardware out of fucking nowhere um, oh, yeah. which turned out to be the biggest thing. So originally we talked about it last time was the the Switch OLED and then yeah. this week it was a random was it Tuesday? Again was it a random Tuesday? Tuesday, or Tuesday? Yeah.
1: Tuesday this or
0: was the July 15th which was a Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. So it's like lunchtime for us Thursday. Um yeah. and they're like again, Nobellion on Twitter, always a good follow if you want to get leaks and shit early. But just posts here's the Steam Deck and here's the website yeah. that nobody's talked about yet. And it was definitely that 15-minute period of like, I'm looking at this website. No publication is talking about this. Is this all just yeah. fake? Like, am I losing my mind? Um but yeah, so Valve announced the Steam Deck. It is a yep. handheld PC. It is a actual handheld PC. It runs Linux. It can is a full Linux machine, as in it has a desktop and you can use it. But it is also running a ver- modified version of SteamOS and has a l- translation layer in it, which is basically saying. And I think Valve have been quoted on saying this is they have not found a game on they have not tried a game yet that it has not run, including yeah. Windows games. Yeah. Um, it's got it's seven inch screen two thumbsticks it's a touchscreen it's got uh, trackpad style things the same as the Steam controller has uh, it has a battery life of between two and eight hours which is a so hilarious ridiculous. thing to write on a, st- yeah. <laughs> on a thing which is like I don't fucking know are you playing Control or are you playing um, Stardew Valley like Slay
1: the, the Spire Slay <laughs> the Spire I'm right
0: not, yeah. Um, yeah it's a it's an interesting thing right it's it there's it, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of feelings about this thing. So again, if this is a machine, also like uh, final details. Sorry. There's uh, supposed to release in December. Starts at three hundred ninety nine dollars, three hundred fifty pounds. There's a three fifty, a four fifty, and a five fifty. Five hundred. I think it's five fifty. Um, version yeah. which go from six four gig of storage of MMC to one hundred twenty eight of M two. To yep. 256 of m2 um that's the only price difference the specs inside the machine is exactly the same between the three of them yeah. except for um storage um due out in december or maybe q1 maybe q2 depends on when you or look like at the website
1: 22 like or, when yeah. you're lucky enough to get through the shit storm of that website launch yeah like we'll, we'll the... talk
0: about that in a minute but um yeah so there's a lot of feelings about this right where yeah I looked at that and read the specs. I was like, okay, it's actually natively running games. Like they have straight yeah. up their website has them playing Control, playing Jedi yep. Fallen Order, yep. um, on their screen. They had the uh, like Disco Elysium, that. which I thought was a cool get to be yeah. like, yeah, like this plays a bunch of games. Baldur's Gate Three Why was would another you play one. Elysium? Yeah, Hades was another one. Um, so it's natively playing these games at what looks like reasonable speeds. Um. On a handheld, a seven-inch handheld, which is the same size as the Switch, well, slightly larger than the Switch, um, that is a solution to a, some people's.
1: I. It's, I don't it's get weird, it right? Yeah. Okay. Like I, I actually don't see the use case. Like okay, so because, right, so like like you got to think about this from multiple angles, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And the only one that, the the. I have I have the angle that I think this is for, and it's a really dumb angle, but, like, is this for the person that uh, plays console games and wants to get into PC gaming but realises it's, like, £2,000 and can't afford it? Yep.
0: Is it that? That, that is definitely really, a market. Well, no, that is, is it, definitely a market. It's part, because... it's
1: part of it, but, like, when the thing runs for two hours so... and... The well, it think I guess, but yeah. yeah.
0: the thing that changed it for me was when they showed that thing docked to a monitor with a mouse and keyboard running a Linux desktop. And you're like, oh, sure, sure. for 450 quid, you can get a PC, I mean, it is a PC. You can get a PC yeah. that runs uh, Eternal at 720 at what looks like good speeds. Like that's, yeah, sure. that's, that's not a insignificant thing especially if you don't want to go down the um, I mean that's cheaper it's on the borderline for a PS5 or like an Xbox but yeah. like ne- no console out there matches the Steam library like in terms of breadth right and that is a relatively low entry point into that marketplace in a thing that can both be taken on the road and used on an actual desktop and again like it's it's very difficult to not compare it to the Switch because of the like form factor and like that is the biggest mobile console out there, but like the flexibility of that thing, the idea that Valve would just be like it is like they keep saying it is just a PC. Like it is, you can plug a mouse and keyboard into it. You can run Linux on it. You can install your own software
1: onto it. Like how how well does that stuff run on it though? Because that's a really low price point for a thing that says it can run all these games really well. So like it's it's it's. it's ugh,
0: so it, it, I was listening to the the uh, Brad on the Nextlander podcast talk slightly about who knows his tech, and yeah. it's very difficult to look. So that the architecture of the chip that they're using is the same as in the new consoles, right? It is right. a GPU and then a CPU on one chip with super fast memory, and it's an AMD of the same line as the new consoles are using, just like right, yeah. massively clocked down or like m- running at much lower clock speed for whatever reason, multiple reasons. Um, so it's very very hard to scope this but the best guess that people have made so far is like launch PS4-ish performance right
1: okay sure
0: which again if you can optimise for that or if you can optimise your OS to run all that
1: yeah but thing. Th- that, that was going to be our point is that like but that's not a thing you do because that is a machine that runs a Steam library yes it plays Steam games it yep. doesn't play steam deck optimized whatever well steam games it does play steam games
0: but the the optimization i'm talking about is between the metal and the os so like right okay there's there's a not there's a non-insignificant amount of performance that is required for something like to get something like windows running on the infinite uh variations of hardware you can get out there right? Like, yeah. your, your different yeah, CPUs, your different yeah. GPUs, like, that takes some work, right? And, like, anyone who's PC gained for long enough knows about drivers and knows about compatibility issues yeah. and all of this stuff is part of it. If they can solve that entire problem by saying, here is a single machine that we can heavily optimize the OS, like, directly to the hardware and it's Linux so that layer is already pretty thin, It's there is a use case for that, for sure. Like, I, I do not the way they shot that thing and the way that they took video of that thing and IGN had a big number of pieces on it cuz they got hands on it also yeah it's i think i think it's key also to look at who they went to like they didn't go to digital foundry they didn't go to eurogamer they didn't go to um tech radar they didn't go to any of these places they went to IGN like they went yeah. super mainstream they want to put this in front of as many people who play video games as possible um that's the route they're taking which is cool but you look at that stuff and they're like, they are filming off this hardware. Somebody playing Hades. Somebody playing Doom. Yeah. Like, this is not like so that was, a render. So
1: that was going to be on my next point, is that how how much of a benefit is a Steam library for that? I guess if you're just, if you, you dock it and stuff like that, it's just a PC. So yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair.
0: Like again And again, like one of the key art of that, on that website, is somebody with a mouse and keyboard playing Crusader Kings 3. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, you're sure, not yeah going to do that on anything else right you're not going to be able to i mean one like crusader kings 3 is not going to come to switch right because it can sure, yeah. also huge. like yeah also like consoles aren't going to get it because you have to map all that to controller and ui and blah um so it's definitely serving like for, so so i've pre-ordered one and the reason i've pre-ordered one is that there's a class of games that i don't want to sit in front of my pc to play and yeah. i don't want to sit on my couch with a controller and play right like i there's a whole chunk of like so i i talked about this last episode where i was like i want to play valhalla again or va11 yeah. again or yeah. i finished that game finally i was like oh i was and i said last time oh, i was playing with the i was playing Driftlands on the ipad steamlink app it was going really really well yeah. and i liked it so i was like cool i have i have last this was last saturday i was like, cool. I've, Marked out errors. I'm going to play Valhalla on my iPad. And it was unplayable for reasons I do not understand. Grifflands works totally fine on the iPad. Valhalla, just... The connection just... It's impossible. So there is still a hard limit on streaming stuff. And it's very game-dependent and blah, blah, blah. If I can take that kind of game and just have it on a 7-inch thing in front of me with a touchscreen... Like, there's a significant chunk of games like Grifflands, like Valhalla, like slay the spire right like those kind of games sure, yeah. that i can get on steam and just play natively on a handheld and on the move and take it anywhere like
1: it, yeah but how much are you going to take it on the move when it's got a two-hour battery like totally like yeah and scary.
0: again like that's yeah. a thing that you're going to need to and like, again like it's interesting to watch them <laughs> we have said many times Nintendo don't just under- do not care about the rest of the world. They care about Nintendo, right? So yeah, you go about yeah, and you look at like, yeah, like we do things in the Nintendo way and fuck you. If you don't, it's interesting to look at valve, take this approach to this, to a similar type piece of equipment going like, yeah, it's got Linux and you can install whatever you want. And it, yeah, it supports mouse and keyboard. The USB C dock thing on the bottom that plugs into the dock is not proprietary. So you can buy a 11 pound cable from Amazon that has an HDMI out and it works. Yeah. Which does yeah. not work for the switch the switch is priority, so it's that kind of stuff so you're also like how many people not me because i don't live the commuter life particularly but how many people out there now have a battery pack in their bag that has a usb c out on it right sure like, yeah that's yeah. a big yeah, yeah. thing that you could theoretically plug into and also like yeah if you're pl- if you're playing fucking doom eternal it's gonna be two hours but also i don't want to use it for that and you know, what? I want to play
1: Doom Eternal on a train.
0: That I do. I do it once and go. This is really dumb and yeah. not. Um, I would play Disc- uh, Disco Elysium. Where does that lie on yeah. that? Yeah, I would play Disco Elysium totally. on a train. Um, but yeah, for me, there's a class of. Okay, let's be real. Part of it is like I want shiny hardware, and I'm in a position to buy shiny hardware. The,
1: the, right? The use case. The use case that I see for it, or I saw for it before, I forgot about the dock. That was my main yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Was. Um, that is a thing for people with really big Steam libraries and a lot of money. That thing yep. is a luxury item for oh, people. 100%. That, yeah. Yeah, that, that want, like, man, my Steam library is great, and now I can take this fucking thing anywhere and play whatever I want. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I saw that thing for. But yeah. It is. I get it. It, with the dock, and if you buy a keyboard and mouse, yeah, sure. That's a yeah. use case for, like, entry PC gaming, and yeah. It does raise
0: a couple of interesting things, though, where, I mean, I don't, this is never going to hit. The mainstream in the same way that something like a switch does right but it does
1: oh,
0: yeah eat into a large chunk of nintendo's business model which has been like you're gonna buy this for nintendo games but we are also a really really good place and really easy place for you to put your indie games
1: sure. Um yeah, yeah.
0: a markup because nintendo have a like you look at prices of stuff between switch and steam and you're like yeah switch charges a markup for this stuff yeah for sure yeah you now have a thing in your hand that will play all of those games in an ecosystem that has six, seven, eight sales a year, you can buy keys from GOG, uh, from GMG. Yeah. Like There's a, a much more user-friendly, develop, uh, gamer-friendly ecosystem than the Switch. I don't think that's unfair yeah. to say. And now nope. you're just like, and also, you don't need to build a, a Switch port of your game. It no, runs the Your Windows on Steam anyway. Like yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Like you're, you're, it's the same export that you stick on Steam is the same one that runs in Steam Deck, right? Like it's it does eat a lot of of their lunch, kind of yep. in the way that mm-hmm. they've they've bolstered the way that they've taken the switch. And if it's better quality, if it runs better, which it might, who knows? Um, also, like Steam, I, I I think it's a thing that we've become so used to. I think it's not it, it it's easy to overlook but like the steam patching infrastructure where yeah. you're like yeah here's a list of all the stuff that needs patches like you don't need to get patches approved all that stuff is there the the wishlist system the store is really good the account uh, purchase system is really good like all of the yeah. interlocked parts
1: of the Steam it's the, ecosystem. Yeah, it's the stuff that you get when you run an online store for as long exactly. as Steam has. Like, exactly. It's,
0: yeah. And it's the stuff that other things like still don't do well, yep. right? Like. Yep. Um so having that and being able to go, okay, and I'm gonna take this on my on my thing Yep, my go. Friend. My foot's
1: here. Go go. Okay.
0: My food is come between 6 and 7 tonight. That'll be fun. Great. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. And also the other part, like, the other thing the Steam ecosystem... Uh, sorry. The other thing to keep in mind as well, that Steam has very quietly... I mean, if you're not... If you don't need to use any of the side features of Steam like the Steam Link, like the Steam Controller, you may have missed a lot of this. But, yeah. like, yeah, Steam yeah. has got really good at uh, f- the flexibility of playing. So, like, the amount of times where I... Like, I use my Steam Link basically, like, all the time to play on, yeah. on my TV. The idea that I can go, hey, I'm in the living room playing a game. I'm going to go move into the office to play it on the desktop or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that just flows because it's streaming, right? So, you just go switch off Steam Link and it's just right on your desktop playing, The controller stuff, where all of that stuff can be remapped, where, like, okay, can I play a mouse and keyboard game on a controller? Yes, because Steam has a, like, low-level controller API where you can, like, emulate basically anything. Like, it has really detailed controller mapping stuff for, like, yeah, if you want to directly control a mouse and keyboard game with zero controller support, you can do that very easily. And Mm -hmm. also, once you've done it, you can upload your, your control scheme to the community for other people to grab um the steam link app has so many options for okay what does this touchscreen do do you want virtual joysticks do you want direct mouse control blah blah blah. all that kind of stuff is there so like all of that stuff is there already so you're like okay so the now and also like the steam link has like four paddle buttons in the back it's got an l3 and an l4 which is very funny to me but it's got paddle buttons at the back so you're like okay like I understand that SteamOS has this capability to remap them to whatever the fuck you want, right? It's sure, it's yeah. a much more flexible system than anything that Nintendo will put out. And um it's it has it is not a it serves a bunch of separate markets that are not everyone. There's people like me who just want sure, a thing to yeah. play small things on on my couch that i don't want to sit in front of the tv for again like super luxury product that i don't need this thing at all but it solves a very small problem fine i can pay the money for that right it i get it could serve as a first pc for a lot of people right like sure yeah, there yeah. is a world in which you could buy someone a 550 pound steam deck and they could do their homework on it Right, because it's a Linux machine with a browser. Yeah, it's just a machine. Yeah. Right. Um, it could serve as a first PC for a lot of people in the same way that like a PS2 is a first console for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it could be like if you travel a lot, having a PC, you can go and hook up to a hotel TV constantly.
1: Yeah, that, that's a really useful. cool use case. If you're a traveler, that's a really yeah. good use case.
0: And again, like there is no other gaming device on the market that has the breadth of games that. The Steam Deck has. Steam. Right? And it's just and at better um more consumer-friendly rates. Like like the the sales that happened, the all of the early access stuff is all there. Like all of that stuff all fits together into basically a really interesting handheld. There are a number of things they are not addressing right now, like how again going by the IGN video that they put out it was like yeah everyone looked at that thing and go that thing will be a nightmare to hold and they hold it and go actually this is super comfortable like that stuff you have to just kind of believe for now um, it's a super interesting device and they seem yeah, to have eventually. pulled off the thing that they're trying to do um, I mean
1: I, I want to see it working before I say totally. that but yeah, like, totally
0: yeah totally so speaking about when we're going to get it let's talk about how much of a shit show it was for yeah, me to that pre-order was... that thing Holy yeah, crap! So fun. they so they announced on the Thursday it was getting released to open up for our, for us. Friday at six pm was to start pre orders, um, and Steam fucking crumbled. Which like you think about any other system who does this, right? Like your Ticket Masters and all this kind of stuff. Like they will. Well, not the Ticketmaster is a different case because that's their entire job is to handle this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anything other, like, the Build-A-Bear website for when the Animal Crossing stuff came up, right? Build-A-Bear have yeah. not had to deal with this kind of shit before ever. So when a hundred oh. fucking millions of nerds are like, I want K.K. Slider, their system crumbles. Argos, when you try and buy a PS5, their site crumbles. Like, this is a known thing. But this yeah. is fucking Steam, right? This is, like, the biggest one of these out there... Who yeah. don't necessarily deal with traffic for their store, but deal with a lot of people buying a lot of stuff a lot of the time. But when a bunch of people were like, yeah, fucking want one an all-time pre-order one at one point, they are just not used to that specific use case, it seems. Yes. So my entire process was 6 p.m. rolls around, well, five past six, they didn't go on at the right time. Refresh the page, the buttons go active, which are like, which one of the three do you want? And the way they were doing it, which I thought was quite smart, was it is a £4 pre-order fee, basically, that you pay through Steam. Yeah. And also, yep. you need to have had a Steam account that had bought something before June 2022. So you can just get a scalper in creating yeah, yeah. fake accounts to buy one. Super smart idea. I hit the button. I immediately go, cool. One been added to your cart. Check out. Spin. <laughs> check out yeah, yeah. spin okay pick your uh payment option paypal fine for your four pounds spin spin failed spin spin website crashes spin yeah you've tried to you've tried to make a lot of purchases recently we've locked your account for a little bit you're just like what this is your fault that you're not letting yeah, me go yeah. through this like all of this kind of stuff um i was like fine okay i My pre-order hasn't gone through. I didn't need it anyway. This was just a lark. All right, fine. I'll leave it. An hour later, I check on my... And then I get to the stage where I'm like, it's in my cart. Oh, sorry. I got through the payment part of it. The website crashed. But my account, my Steam account, like purchase history thing has it on there. But marked as pending. So I'm like, okay what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean I have it? Does that mean I kind of am in some weird state in the middle? And then 20 minutes after that, it disappears from my thing completely. Like, okay, fine. I fucked it. Yeah. All right, fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I check my phone an hour later with the Steam app. I was like, oh, it's still up. Okay, fine. I'll just try again. Just immediately get through all of it. Just one go. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Immediate pre-order. It's there. I get a receipt. It's all done. I was like, okay, sweet. Fine. I eventually get there. The amount of problems people were having were like people had the same message that was like hey you've tried to buy a lot of shit we've locked your account and like this is your fault people were getting messages like your account is too new with people posting like cool i bought half-life 2 when it came out which is the reason i have a steam account you could not get an older account than my account what the fuck are you talking about that triggered for a bunch of people yeah this is all of this shit show trying to get done and then there was like The uncertainty as to what exactly you were pre-ordering or not what you were pre-ordering what the pre-order meant right where like I can go on in fact I'm just going to very quickly check this en.store well steam powered store.steampowered.com because as far as I could tell you can still go and pre-order one right now steam deck I'm looking at the steam page right now okay okay no so it's okay Oh, no, it's changed now. Oh. Oh, I've got a different view. So can you actually make a reservation now? Uh, Hang on. If you go into this, because mine now says, mine has now recognised that I have a reservation.
1: No, yeah, has, mine says reserve for £4, expected of okay. availability. Q2 2022.
0: Yep. Okay, so that's what yeah. mine now says. But mine now has a cancelled reservation button on it and the date that I reserved mine, which right. is interesting. So that date went from December 2021 to Q3 2022 and it has rolled back at that point. So the thing that's unclear to me was like, are they just taking this in order? And like, if you got in first, you'll get in December and from then on in they're just shipping them out yeah, as they come. Yeah, no idea, yeah. There's no availability on when that, any of that meet, uh, any of that is, um is going to happen. So, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, so you can still res- preserve, preserve reserve it right now and it says Q2 2022. So, who the fuck knows when it's actually going to appear yeah but, who knows
1: when you're actually going to get it together.
0: but yeah it's a super interesting bit of hardware that is for sure solving a problem for some people but not everyone so yeah it's it is very much look at it and see if it can sol- fill a gap in your, yeah. in your life um, or if you just like buying shit which let's be clear I am one of those people yeah. uh, but
1: yeah. Do you like spending your I like, money on things? I do
0: like I do like spending my money on cool hardware. Um but yeah, like if this happens and I get it, like we'll do something with it and theoretically we can yeah, hopefully sure. by the point this comes out we can be in the same room again.
1: Yeah, i hope so.
0: I don't know. I went to a bar last week, so I think I'll be fine. there. Yeah. I'm sure. Um cool. Uh do, do you, t- do yeah, you let's, want me to
1: talk about Final Fantasy?
0: Yeah, let's talk about Final Fantasy fourteen, because I woke up okay. to The internet freaking the fuck out about Final Fantasy XIV in a different way than they normally do.
1: Yeah. um, It's been a weird time for Final Fantasy XIV. Basically, what's what's happened is that... Or the precursor to all of this was that... um, So, while the Warcraft has sucked for... Almost a whole expansion and a bit now... That's what Um, I've heard, yes. And people got kind of mad that they couldn't play their game. Um, So slowly people have been like migrating to other mmos and all, there are people coming over to final fantasy 14 mm. um but a few months ago maybe two months ago uh one of the big wow streamers a guy called asmongold mm. uh said i am going to start playing final fantasy 14 like i've been told enough and i'm so sick of wow he's 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 very outspoken like he 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 talks a lot about how Blizzard are doing things wrong and what they should do right. to fix their game. Like he's a vocal person. He's kind of also an asshole, but that's sure. Separate separate thing that I'll get back to. Um, he said I'm going to start playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and with that and a couple other WoW creators who all started um, there has been like this massive migration of people into Final Fantasy XIV. Right. Um, a lot of them because of these content creators. Uh, Mm -hmm. that led to um, lots of issues because obviously screenings are not expecting this many people to turn up all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, Despite having a game that houses millions of players, um, they're not expecting this many to go in the space of a week and go like, here, we're here, let's play the game. Um, So what it led to was... Interestingly, the, the most interesting thing that happened was they were, they stopped being able to sell the digital version of the game on the Square Enix store. Yeah, because that,
0: was, that was the first screenshot too, I saw was somebody who yeah, could too not buy many it.
1: People were, too many people were trying to buy the game all at once and sign up for accounts that they couldn't handle it, so they stopped selling it. Yeah. Like, a digital-only game. It is insane that they can stop selling a digital-only game because they had to stop for demand. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Um it led to server overload to the points where at times you couldn't even create a character on servers because the load was too high. Um, so they they like they, the servers are all like self-managing obviously, but there is a flag on them that is like, you can't create a character on this server. Yeah. And it was basically every server in North America. Um, and, and
0: there's a separation between like you can't create a character on the server, but you can still join the
1: server if you have a character and play, right? Yeah. So if you yeah. if you have an active character on that kind of server, you can play. You just they're not accepting new characters. New characters. Yeah. It was. It's mainly another like server influx thing. Um, right. So if you like, if you try to log in at like in a, a different time of the day, you could probably make a character. But it is right. when all these people were trying to get in all at once at peak times, they went no, no more characters. Yep. Um, Makes sense. And yeah, it has been fucking insane like i have seen server queues for this game that i've only ever seen on like patch day like it's, right. expansion days like 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 not even expansion days like patch days like when the story gets continued and stuff oh and you right, end right. up in like a queue of like a thousand people and i tried to log in on like wednesday randomly at like seven o'clock at night and there was a queue of like 800 people like you just don't see that like right. that's the game has fucking exploded in the past like couple of months mm-hmm. um Largely because of this influx of uh, World of Warcraft creators, um, that has led to obviously like it's it's great these people are experiencing this game it's fantastic like they get to they get to do all their thing but it's led to a couple of situations that have been really weird where WoW players have a different mentality to Final Fantasy fourteen sure. players. Yep. So world of warcraft when you play at a particular level when you start getting into raiding and stuff like that becomes literally about numbers it mm-hmm. is is, is everybody looking at dps meters shouting at people who do low dps parse numbers like all this stuff that really matters to WoW players and stuff like dps meters and stuff like that are really easy to get in world of warcraft so everybody has access to them so it becomes a it becomes a tool to distinguish players basically and ridicule people who are not quote-unquote good enough because they're not doing the damage or whatever. So that is the mentality of the World of Warcraft players at raiding. It is about get your numbers up, do the numbers. If you don't do the numbers, we'll kick you, we'll shout at you, we'll send abuse to you, all that sort of shit. Mm. Um, 14 specifically does not have that stuff, and it is in fact not allowed. Like, the stuff like DPS meters in World of Warcraft are all third-party applications. 14 strictly bans third-party applications. Gotcha. Like, people still use them, but the the general rule in 14 is if you use them, don't talk about them. Because if you talk about them, then it becomes obvious and your account gets banned. Right. Like, that is... So you don't have straight-up DPS meters for raiding. Like, most people don't. There are people that do, obviously, because, like, it's an MMO, so you kind of... It's useful to have that information. But... It is not a readily available tool for everyone, so it cannot be used as a wide denigration of to delineate players because not everybody has access to the information, right? Exactly. So, people with the World of Warcraft mentality are now coming into 14, and it is. And 14 famously has like a very solid community. (laughs) Like, it is a community of people that are typically very friendly very welcoming very like patient with people Mm. with exceptions obviously sure yeah yeah. but um there it's typically it's a really nice game to play because the community Mm. is really good and now there is this influx of world of warcraft players that have this other mentality that has led to a lot of players being quite scared for the future of final fantasy 14 yeah sure because it is now these people who are coming in and going, like, fucking endgame, 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 because that's all World of Warcraft really is, mm-hmm. when fourteen is a lot slower about that sort of thing, it yep. wants you to do the story, because the story is actually really good. It wants you to meet the characters and do mm-hmm. all this other stuff, other than just going, like, fucking booster levelling, get to endgame, and let's start doing raid. Like, yeah. that's not the point of fourteen at all. When you get there, it is, but... The journey getting there is part of that experience because the story is mm-hmm. actually really good and the characters yeah. are really good and all that stuff. Um, so it's led to a lot of worry in the the kind of like, not the old guard of 14, but the current 14 players being like, what the fuck is going to happen to our game if yeah, it's it gets nice. diluted with these players? And um, it kind of got, it came to a head, obviously it's like, like, when Aspen Golden stuff started playing, there was a lot of. He seems to. I don't watch a lot of Aspen Gold because I think he's an asshole. But sure. the um, the thing seems to be that when he does stuff like this, he has this like retinue of people that just follow him around. Sure, yeah, and I mean, that's
0: like, you. You see what happens when like um, specific YouTubers play unknown games. They spike,
1: right? Yeah, like this sure. is, yeah, yeah. So there, there's a bunch of people like following around to the point where like instant zones couldn't be entered because there were too many people and like it was blocking people from playing the game which was right. not very good um but the best example that i could give of this i can't remember the guy's name and i wish i could because it was really really funny um guy fairly famous world of warcraft streamer jumped over to 14 so he's trying to like jump the bandwagon um played until level like 20, 30 ish which mm. is just a realm reborn which is the first story arc yep Fair, fair enough to helm a Realm Re- to him, A Realm Reborn is a bit of a slog. The story mm-hmm. doesn't really pick up, pick up until after ARR. Like, right. when you get into the patches after ARR, that's when stuff picks up and it gets interesting. But, ARR is a thing. Mm-hmm. He got to, like, level 20 and 30, said, this game's too slow, and, like like went off on it and bought a boost because that's the thing you can buy in 14. You can buy... Oh, okay. Hey, you can spend money and say, hey, give me this job at this level and they will right. give it to you if you want that. But mm-hmm. you have to pay them for it. Okay. He picked the highest DPS class in the game, um, which is Samurai. Uh It's not... It, none of the classes are really like pick up and super easy. Oh, I know what I'm doing instantly and you sure. won't do it. But... So he... Because at that point you've had tens of hours of practice with them to yeah, get to the you, point you, where you're, you... Yeah, yeah you, you unlock new abilities, you learn how they fit in your rotation, exactly. you get to use them. Like, it's, it's all about picking up stuff slowly over time. It's the, it's the MMO experience. That's how it yeah, yeah. work But, um... This guy went, I want a max level samurai, paid his money, got his max level samurai and immediately started trying to do uh end game raid content. Like, mm-hmm. the... I think he was doing the Omega series or something like that. It was a series of raids from the last expansion. Yep. Um and 14 because of how it's slow it is and it 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 gives you it gives you your tools over the period of time it also teaches you the visual language of raiding over time so it teaches you what a stack marker looks like it teaches you what a ground target looks like it teaches you what if someone has the like four arrows pointing out of them what does that mean like it teaches you all this stuff over time and he jumps into end game content not knowing how to play his class or what any of the the raid language is. Mm-hmm. Like, understands none of this. Yeah. Um, and there is a really famous video of him fighting um, a boss called Alte Reuter, which is, if you know what you're doing, that fight's super easy. Like, it is not a difficult fight at all. Mm-hmm. But it is a video of him... Not doing his rotation correctly, standing and stuff as it explodes, dying over and over again, having people better at the game carry him through fights. Like, it is, like, proper, proper, like, cemented thing of, like, do not do this. I get you're a World of Warcraft player and you're, like, fucking endgame is my focus. That's the game. It's not in fourteen. Like that's not what the game is. Yeah. Like let let yourself get there and enjoy that game. You will get there. Just let yourself do it. Don't boost. Don't attempt. Don't think you know better because yeah. you don't. It's not that. It's a, it's a very um, different game. It's an incredibly different game. And like like the 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 rating and stuff at Endgame is not even um some people's focus. Like there there is so much other stuff that is not raiding that you get to like there are people that just do it because they really like fashion there are people mm-hmm. that do it for like the fishing mini games for the community some people just like sitting in limso and chilling out and like rp servers and stuff like that like there's this whole other range of stuff that it can be and that guy has just shown what happens when you go into that game with a world of warcraft mentality and don't let the game don't play the game like how you're supposed to play the game it's mm-hmm. It was so. It is a really weird time for fourteen, but the the main point of it is that I have never ever seen a company stop selling a digital only copy of a game. Totally, like that is bizarre and so strange, and it goes to show how much that game is now exploding. Yeah, um, totally. So it is fascinating. It's a fascinating time for fourteen, and I cannot wait to see what happens with Endwalker because that is big big major expansion coming in november and with all these people coming around i have no idea how the fuck that's gonna work so that's gonna be interesting it
0: feels like one of those things that it feels almost like at some point square are gonna have to step in right like it feels like there has to be some kind of like do they have to up their mod teams like do they yeah, have
1: like, to well, the 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 the, the mentality stuff just comes about through play right like when you get into a situation where it's like if you start getting sh- if you start getting shouted at for in raids or whatever the moderation team are good at that if you report that player like they yep. will look at logs and like do all that other stuff it's more how prevalent does that become like yeah, that's totally. the problem of like the um and obviously they they obviously just need more raw server power because yeah, yeah, totally. you're going to have this influx of players but um
0: and I don't think yeah, there's there's no way absolutely. they could have there's no way they could have planned for that like mid expansion cycle for just millions yeah, of people like, to just
1: it, rock up like it's currently it's currently like a super dead time for fourteen because it is literally just lead into Endwalker yeah like, they are slow releasing patch content like little bit and little bit here and there but none of it's particularly big and there's just like a bunch of events and stuff like that leading into Endwalker yeah so there's nothing particularly huge it's a super downtime. So yeah, all these people showing up at this time is such a weird moment. But yeah,
0: yeah, there's no, there's no way they could like. It's not like,
1: yeah, you never, you'd never foresee it other than than reacting to someone like Gold saying, "I'm going to start Final Fantasy fourteen on this date," mm-hmm. and then someone in Square it's going, "Fuck, we need to be prepared for that." But like that, who's gonna do that? Like that's exactly. that's such a crazy exactly. idea. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, it was super interesting to watch.
1: All yeah this' it's without, fascinating it's i i do i do
0: genuinely feel bad for 14 players where it like like i said even as somebody from the outside it definitely seemed like that community is kind of unique in the MMO space where it is like yeah it, it does feel true. like a good kind of relatively tight-knit community that seems to be generally on the right side of things most of the time so to get these this influx influx of fuckwits Coming in from yeah. a different game, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it could do a lot of damage to a community if if they they are not That's that, properly that managed. That's the major
1: worry. Like yeah. it's the or the the other the other major worry, which uh, some people talk about, is that like having this influx of players that want that specific thing means that maybe um,
0: that'll be the so direction that they take.
1: To- yeah. well yeah Square Enix are forced to like revert on third party things and then everybody has access to DPS meters and then you have the same problem that you had in World of Warcraft
0: yeah totally and, that, and that's you purely you a...
1: want to happen no fact. that's yeah. totally
0: a business thing like anyone if you actually cared if you cared about the game which it sounds like the development team really really do yeah they do they will go that's not the game we make like I'm sorry yeah. it's not the thing you want but that's not the game we make unless business steps in and go look at all these fucking players who've appeared in our thing feed yeah. them and you're like, well, no. Okay,
1: fine. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, super interesting to see.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating time, but we'll see how it all develops out Yeah, of. for sure. Um, so that's
0: everything. Uh, what is next week? So the day you hear this is World Ends With You is release day yes. uh, on yep. Tuesday, um, which I need to go pre-order, actually. Um, Why? Because there's a... There's a pre order bonus thing. Like, I'm going to buy it anyway, so, like, yeah, why would I not skip the pre order? Um, the Ascent, which is, like, you I talked about earlier, is the 29th. Uh, what else is coming out? Not a lot, really. Not a lot. I swear there's something else. Oh, maybe not. I, don't, I can't think. Um, oh, yeah. Oh Then it's, there's a bunch of stuff in August that is also. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in August in the next thing. But yeah, twenty is tuesday and they sense Friday, so there was stuff going there i have also
1: i have picked up um death door which is
0: oh yeah i wanted to see you what you think of it that is
1: doing the rounds right now as a like the new indie darling oh mm-hmm. yeah you should probably play this sort of game so yep. i've picked it up i'm gonna start it today um, cool. and i'll see
0: cool um cool um yeah i'll be finishing gears of war five probably and yeah, then experiment a bit, with yeah. a bunch of other stuff um, yeah we'll see how that goes um, but yeah GameAngersArt.com is the name of the website you can find all of those articles and podcasts are up there we are on youtube.com slash subscribe there get notified when we put new videos up we are on Facebook and Twitter if you search GameEngineStart, you'll find us there podcast at GameAngersArt.com is the email address if you want to get in touch and that's us stay safe enjoy whatever you're playing and we will see you in two weeks goodbye goodbye